0: You guys, let's listen up.
1: All right, we got a special pot. I'm not even going to talk about it, it's so special, never done before. You're gonna like it. Two quick offers here. One, we've got, let me see here, this is fresh off the presses 25% off anything. What? How could that be? It's that simple 25% off anything, and what can you buy? Anything. Well, what are some of the possibilities? College football, for example. Steve Fezzik, the best guy last year? Huh? So Fezz is at the top of the college football pros, up 44 units. What was that over? How many years, Fez? One. One year, 44 units. Unreal. Kaboom. ka <laughs> Boom. <laughs> what does Jim Cramer say? Kablooey. Wait a minute. Remember when George Costanza, remember when Seinfeld said, down is up, up is down. Uh, like George was spotting like squirrels or something. Wait, that, remember what I'm talking about? AJ's the, the best NFL handicapper amongst the pod, and Fez is the best college amongst everyone at pregame. Down is up, up is down. <laughs> Amazing. We got Steven Nova up almost 30 units last year. A.J. Hoppin says, yeah, that's cute. I'm up 66 units the last four seasons. You think, mm, that's pretty damn good, right? You add it up. It's more than one unit on average a weekend. Just college football for half a decade almost. That's pretty good, Faz. About
2: bet 500 a game. You make $500 every week.
1: And that's the history. And as we know, we know it's not a guarantee of future results. I heard that on TV once. <laughs> But damn, if there's anything that's going to help you predict the future, it's the past. But you can really get 25% off anything. By the way, college football does kick off Saturday. Is it Saturday? Is the first game? Saturday. No Thursdays?
3: No Thursdays. Not this week.
1: Dublin. All right. Now, you guys, you guys in the second pod or the second episode of Talking Some College, right? Yep. And And you already did. The weekly—now, every week now, you're going to have your college preview. That's going to typically come out Tuesday. Yeah. Now, Fez, next week we're moving to Wednesday, right? We are. All right. So Tuesday next week will be the taping, release Wednesday morning college. Then we release our NFL Thursday morning like we always do during the season. So good job getting that out early. We got the uh, baseball pod. How was it this week?
0: really good. We got a play coming up for tomorrow's games.
1: Your co-host is? Former Major
0: League pitcher Josh Towers and yankee right 8 year big 8 year career ended with the new york yankees world series ring 2009
1: Damn, did, did he wear his ring no faz is thinking about wearing his super contest rings around his neck like <laughs> he Mr. said he's a little <laughs> embarrassed about the ring like no he
3: didn't, he didn't he did he said he didn't feel like it was uh, earned. totally earned Huh? Josh Towers, Josh,
2: oh. not
1: me. Not Fez, Fez. I
3: mean. yeah, I like, would say, what? <laughs> Fez said they should have given me two rings.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was like looking around trying to say, where am I? Down is, down, down is up, no. up is down. To, that would have been. Lordy be. All right. So how do you get 25% off of anything? Well, how do you do it? Oh, coupon code is THANKS25. And I like that. The season's getting ready to roll. Football's actually starting. And we're saying, we're not asking what you can get. It's almost like Kennedy. Ask not. (laughs) We're thanking you. It's thanks 25. That's all one word. It's plural. Thanks 25. That's a two and a five. 25 bucks off or 25% off of anything. And if you're buying a subscription, that's going to be potentially hundreds of dollars saved. Now, Fez, you didn't think part two. You didn't think he'd let go his great college football run. It's Beat Fezzik College Football Contest. 500 cash first prize. There's a $500 cash bonus. What the hell? Fezzik earned, oh, here it is again, 44.9 units in college football. Can you beat that? Now, that's the beauty of it. You could hit 51% and win this contest. Most likely not, because there'll be a lot of entrants. But there's, whatever the winner is, they get their 500. That's half a thousand. It's a nickel. But if you beat Fezic at the same time, it's a bonus. You get a nu- you just double your win. It's a free roll, Fez. Good luck. <laughs> That's a thousand in cash. You can enter starting now. It's free. You just go to pregame.com, click on contest. And remember, when you're there, the super contest simulation, or we call it like the super contest, is up and it's got Fifteen hundred in prizes, plus uh, of in cash, plus other prizes. I mean, I don't know where all this money's coming from. I hope they're deducting your check, Faz, because this this is piling up. They're taken out, out of Mackenzie's. I I was told. Is that right? <laughs> Double all prizes. <laughs> so Mackenzie's actually a generous fellow. I don't know if yeah. you know that. It comes up in the pot. <laughs> so two contests, including Beat Fez. Thousands of dollars of cash available. And all you gotta do is make picks. It's fun. And you can tell your buddies, look how good I did. No, you didn't. It's documented, at pregame.com. And thanks 25. That's 25% off of anything. It gets real from here, boys. College football starts. This though, an NFL pod you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Whatever happens here, stays here. special edition. Why? Because it is a new idea. You knew most of you coming in, we were going to have a big over under pod one of two, the AFC this week, the NFC next week. You might think we've heard it before. It's going to be good though. It's going to be good. You might be thinking, but we've heard it. And it hit me today. I was eating a little cereal. I had a little peanut. I take peanut butter balls and crumbling up in there, two of them. And then I had some uh, frosted, is it frosted mini wheat to the ones that are like, it looks like a little loaf? Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. I like those. I never ate those as a kid, but I eat those. And a little bit of whole uh, fat, or what do you call it? Whole milk, right? Yeah. Oh, that's good. You don't put your cereal in the freezer the night before? No, but I actually have, huh, never heard of that. It's but delicious. I actually have a bowl that you put in the freezer. Same thing. it comes out cold. Yeah. Never
0: heard of either of that.
1: Oh, ever, I'm the, the biggest drink,
0: cereal connoisseur there is.
1: You ever drink... Well, no, I think Jerry Seinfeld is. is I'll, give, a, a I'll give him a run for his money. <laughs> now, same seven boxes every year. Did you know about? Did you know about copper? That if you uh, drink your like soda with ice in a copper cup, how good it is. No, but is that the theory behind a Moscow Mule? It makes them colder. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like cold a copper mug. All right. So anyway, it hit me, and here it is. We're not going to have a lot of rigmarole. Here it is. We're going to have two teams. The elder statesman, probably of the world at this point, of the NFL, Steve Fezzik. And the young buck, an NBA expert, NFL, eh, McKenzie on a team. And then we got this straight out of Vegas AM crew. And you might think, oh, they're the big underdogs. Well, maybe, because we do have two super contests with Fez. McKenzie spent many a Saturday night down at the Super Contest submitting picks, but also a Yale graduate, not to mention the NBA expertise. You might think, how's these two going to compete? Except last year, A.J. had the number one record. What was that record, It's
3: It was 39-18 AJ? on five, four,
1: and three-star plays on the thirty-nine 39-18. So if you double 18, that's 36 or so, right? Yeah. So that means you're better than 66.6%. I was. Wow. In that's a good year phenomenal. It was right here in front of everyone. Now, you would think at a certain point, when you've had so much acclaim, like, I mean, like, you're so big, when you lose bets, they talk about it, right? <laughs> they had a big feature in ESPN when you lost a bet. <laughs> I mean, that's big, right? Usually people have to win. I don't even think Billy Walters gets attention for losing bets. Somehow you did. How much was that again? 80,000. And it was on what? Purdue. In the, uh, 16 going down?
2: Yeah. Oh, no, I, the 16 did not go down was the problem. The one went down.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, is that the—Virginia lost against it. So this was the second time Second time, time
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, it seems to, have to be happening more lately. Two Do you and, have a model that has, like, the 1985 Georgetown team two, in there? Yes,
2: yeah, two and 156. <laughs> and Some might argue it should have been three because Princeton and Georgetown were tied late. Yes.
1: W- was that 85 or 84? I think that was the year before they won it. Or well, No, they didn't win it against Villanova. What a game that was. Ooh, they were shooting. The lights out. But anyway, Fez, you would think he wouldn't have any problem with someone else getting a little attention. You think he'd say hey, maybe it takes a little pressure on? No. It's it. You in a way you're like Trump, like that. Trump wants attention no matter what it takes. Would you rather lose a bunch and get attention or break even? And get no attention. Which will increase my sales more. <laughs> so you're saying, with the net <laughs> victory in the lot long- Well, it matters what time horizon we're looking at. Yeah. All right. But, but it's funny, because every time I mention AJ's great year, again, what was the record? 39 and 18. You sure? 39 and 18. That's at least... <laughs> on 5, 4, and 3 stars. Yeah, 67%. That's the three biggest picks. Yeah. Yeah. So... You would think you'd be happy, but it seems like you get. You look like the baby that hates little Maggie Simpson. You know how there's that competition. You look like that, like your eyebrows start doing funny things. What's that about? No, I'm a happy baby. Not only that, like I'm
2: a happy, Have you happy baby.
1: Get it? I see the look. But like you and
3: Fez are the ones who, like my my first two year or my first year here, you guys basically.
1: I was at the school of RJ and Oh, fans. so you're saying, oh, oh, that's interesting. Boy, that, 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 was that almost has, that, no, I actually think it makes me mad. <laughs> oh, well, what? The implication you was. someone to win? No, the implication was that somehow that his lucky year, oh, did I say it like that? His um, randomness, his high random picks, somehow that it, he learned everything he had to learn from us and he took it to the next level was the implication. Mm, that's not the implication. Wow, well, then you don't know everything I know. I don't. So you learned some stuff from me, and sure. you won. So how could that be? It's either luck or because you somehow a, know more. I mean, I, uh-huh. again, the likelihood that I'm going to win every year is— Every year. He's, I thought he was going to say the likelihood of me ever winning again, but he says every year. So you're thinking what you think is unlikely is you won't win every year. I think that
3: I, like if I were to win with this group— If I were to win one out of every five or six years, I would feel very good about that.
1: Okay, now he's redeeming himself a little bit. But what do you
0: say about quarterbacks? It's what happens the year after Uh, the year. uh, Listen, uh, if Scott beats you, you need to worry. This is the important (laughs) year for AJ. What happens the year after the year? I think
2: you're going to go 39 and 18 again. I have confidence. Because here's why.
3: If Scott beats you, that's when you need to worry. Because everything you guys tell Scott, he takes in and then he goes and plays an eight-leg parlay. He doesn't care what you say. He's, a he's man doing of the,
1: things his way. He's a man of the people. Yes. I actually see him taking it in. <laughs> he doesn't always listen. He just takes it in and ignores but it. it. But in a way, he seems tempted to listen.
2: When Scott loses at Blackjack, RJ, he gets disgusted and he storms out to the parking lot and doesn't even ask for a comp, which I am just so morally offended by. You Do you kick I, things I, over I on I the way out? I rack up the points, though. <laughs> You say no, no no you gotta you gotta walk with a pie. You gotta get your pie.
1: Pie oh my? It
2: was a pizza pie. Oh uh, uh, I was thinking of Tony. You gotta get your hard was, rock. But he
1: was on that losing streak. And remember, you saw it, but it's Meadow. Meadow was at the yeah. track. And he bets like 80K or anything or something. Uh,
0: well I was making the rounds this past week was the clip it, for some reason it got popular on social media this week. The clip of Tony playing roulette. When he bet oh, uh, yeah. six Gs and well, then all around. <laughs> like yeah, nothing. well, he was high
1: on mescaline <laughs> at the time. So, <laughs> uh, so AJ, honest question, mm-hmm. and I'll let you finish this pod with the answer. Okay. Heads up against me, NFL season, we do five uh, fours and threes, exactly what you did well in last year. How— what, Odds would you need to b- make me a major bet? Let's just say 5K at heads oh, up. Jesus. I would not make you a major bet at 5K. Well, you would at like 20 to 1. Oh. No. What? <laughs> <laughs>
4: 20 to 1? I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I,
3: I'm not
2: putting a 5K on a seat like a I, will no, I will take the orangutans. I will take the orangutans punching exactly. in the, the random typewriters I mean, yeah. at, 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 at plus 250.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Do, ten, yeah, okay. do, do yeah. 10
0: to 1. Do 500 against 5K? I didn't say that. Hold Jamie
1: on. Gold won the main event. I want to know. W- w- right, let's say it was a thousand bucks. Okay. Because again, listen, he's got, he's a family man. He never said he's a gigantic batter. I mean, listen, he bets. You know, listen, he bets with us here, so he bets. Think what the odds would have okay. to be. Okay.
2: I can I ask for Mackenzie do a, a research project on what binomial distribution? Like, if you take a 50 percent versus a 55, percent I think the 50 percent is going to win in an 85 sample. Well, I'll we got too much to do here. Fair enough. But, but I, do th- I do think it, next th- they, week
1: they'd win like 33%. All right. Now, here's why I'm not actually competing. And it's kind of a sad story, to be honest with you. Oh. And Fez is at the heart of it. Hmm. And he's the guy that personally caused, caused the sadness, I think it's fair to say. So, one of the nice things about being at pregame.com and here with the boys is they have text chains. And th- there's some insight. Like Scott's usually on the news. He'll be like, oh, Baker Mayfield's the starter, you know, boom, real quick. Can we act on it? You know? He said, Challenger just blew up. Can we short <laughs> NASA? You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I like that. But occasionally, I'll be on a project or even a day off and I'm thinking, I'm going to disengage. So when would this have been? This was uh, Monday, I think it was. And Fez, it was like, you know, what's a noise? What, can we imitate the noise of a... <laughs> All right. Yeah. It was like, bloom. Bloom, bloom, bloom. Bing, bloom. And I'm like, what that? Bing, bing. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking, what's going on? You know, because I, I don't give my text out, you know, to a lot of people. At least my main one, right? I've, you know, i got a, what do you call it, burner text? Side phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Back um, pocket phone. Google News or, or Google uh, Voice. And... um. I think, what could be going on? Is that, you know, hopefully not a nuclear attack, I'm thinking? I look, and it is about 20 texts about how mad Fezzik was that I got the best of it on him last week on the bet about the second-string quarterback and the third-string quarterback. For those that didn't listen, it was a master class. Let's be honest. Even AJ was— Uh, rhapsodizing about how I played it just per— I I just— I said I felt sorry for Fez because I didn't
3: think— he thought he was just setting the market, and then suddenly you were pushing a green button on what he said. You don't set
1: market. What are you talking about? Well,
2: like, there's not a number for that, right? If you're
1: willing to put a number up, you're willing to take the action. And I even made a point to say, Fez, so you want to book that, right?" Because yeah, he was all happy. And
2: so then I, I went ahead and threw Mackenzie under the bus and blamed him for my
1: mistake. But it was like <laughs> literally, it was like back and forth and back and forth. And at one point, Fez is putting a monoco- what do they call it? Emojis on there. It was like red face. It looked like the devil. Was that you being so mad? Yeah, that's the mad emoji, angry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he starts like questioning his whole process he's like maybe it was too much baseball May- I don't know if I was doing more I mean like you were like fundamentally I didn't,
2: I didn't know that Sam Donald was making four mil and then Mackenzie's like we've talked about it like 17 times Fez well you're
1: on your phone a lot Fez I
2: mean, I'm like, <laughs> checking my client scores, like seeing how many units
1: were up. It's all baseball. white noise. It's all white noise until the day's over. Then you check. I thought you were the guy that said I don't even tally my games. I just see what my count says at the end of the week. I, I, I
2: in my own betting, that's true. But I, I am so engaged with my clients, and we've been doing so well this baseball oh, season. Oh, And I was going for the Hawaii five zero tonight. So you know the five zero, the like I trying to get that fifth win in a row. Are you trying to bring up? Da, Ma- da, 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 da. Are da, you da, trying to da, bring a wacky here the rest of the island <laughs> right no, now? No.
1: All right, now. <laughs> oh look, it says "Laugh Fazek Hard." What's this about? Let me see what it says. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I haven't played that for a while. That was that's sinister. So anyway, Mackenzie, what was your take on that back and forth?
5: I felt like I was uh, under taking. attack. Because I, I didn't. I wanted to bet at minus one ten. I'm like fifty percent of people would probably say Lance is going to start. Fifty percent of analysts would say Darnold's going to start. I have my own opinion. Well, I would have liked to, to bet at plus at like
1: two twenty. Oh wait, that's what I got. I would have <laughs> liked to bet like a plus a thousand. What do you mean? You said you th- you thought well, the odds were like minus
5: three hundred. When Fez set the market. I thought, oh wow, maybe it was. In rec- he shaved seventy cents off of your market setting price. No, I bet that wasn't my market setting price. That was my 70. honest opinion. That's very different. <sighs>
2: So I texted. So you're trying to split the action? I quoted a line from Animal House. I fucked up. I trusted McKenzie. It's on me. <laughs>
1: but you didn't even give his number. You gave a number 80 cents different.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I fucked up. <laughs> I trusted his number. And like I said, well, it can't
1: be off by 150 cents. No. To me... <laughs> He's the was... Niner expert. Now, listen. I, I, so just to be clear, it's who... It, and, and somehow they were trying to pull shenanigans on this. It was who's named the second-string quarterback... And then they're saying, well, what happens if Purdy plays every game and every snap? They're trying to find all these outs. And and to me, that's just poor form, I think I'd call it. But, you know, you're almost like, remember the movie uh, James Caan? What was it? It was the... um, The program. No, I'm thinking Indecent Proposal. And then they were negotiating, like he was going to... That was Robert Redford. Okay, see, James Caan was in another (laughs) version of it with the flying... It was like the same movie... Oh, and it had Nicolas right, Cage yeah. in it.
0: Um, and Jerry yeah, yeah,
1: Tartanian was in it. Leaving th- Las Vegas? Th- no. Fear not, and Loathing? Lo- 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 no, 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 no. Neither.
2: Honeymoon. Honeymoon in
1: Vegas. Yes. Yes, yes.
2: Yeah, James Conner. I had a straight flush. <laughs> Nicolas Cage was
0: in too. To Vegas.
2: the jack.
1: And the shark, they were they put a cold deck in. The shark would Jack <laughs> AJ.
0: <laughs> That's the one they jumped out at the flying office. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: I thought but but I think you're right. They were negotiating the deal and they're like, in case you die during the act. So it was it was like, do we have to have lawyers here <laughs> when we make you know, make bets? But I just it demoralized me a little bit. Because it was like, I've got to the point where there was no, like, listen, Fez is still mad about a bet he lost, like, uh three years ago? Four years ago now? Well, the gaming commission would never approved it. It was
2: like it had Luckily. already been decided. I, I bet on a team to finish second in the <laughs> to, to, to fin- to, to finish second in the playoffs that was either gonna finish first or third. <laughs> Fuck.
1: That was awesome. On on air. All right, and, sorry, F Bob. And he sni- and he sniffed it out right before he agreed to, because I gave him great odds. And I even set it up in the pre-show production. I'm like, I gotta tell you something, man. I I I think uh I think it was Green Bay was the team, right? I I, I think Green Bay is either all or nothing this weekend. You know, I just said in passing. And then on the show, you know, I, I tempted Fez into saying something nice about Green Bay. And I said, all right, I'll bet you. And I gave him, like, not crazy, crazy odds. You know, like
0: Just enough to not raise suspicion. Like,
1: yeah, but he, again, he's... You know how they say, like, in movies, like Clint Eastwood, he can always tell if it's a trap or something. Fez, he, he started, like, moving. His, his nose started sniffing, you know, and, and RJ just complimented me like three
2: days before. You know, you you had some dead air situations on, on the show, but you've done really well not having that dead air. This was you a You know, I like that.
1: Oh, oh yes, yeah. And, well, no, that was a genuine compliment, but I remembered it when he started sniffing. I go, Fez, we're on national radio. Are you taking this great bet or not? He goes, all right, all right. And I just started laughing. I like, go, ah! And, and the, the next 15 minutes of the show, all we did was laugh about it. And he was like so mad. This was the one bet. Correct me
2: if I'm wrong. This is the one bet I paid, but I bitched about. I was not you a good. Bitched sport. about.
1: You're saying that in past tense. Yes. You still. I still about. It's like. It's like. <laughs> exactly. Like you would think he'd be proud of me to pull it off. Oh, I was
2: proud of you. I was mad at me. That's, yeah. Oh,
1: I I'll love get it. it back from AJ. Right. All right. So anyway, you would think. Thanks, <laughs> Faz. You would think that Fez would be like, man, you played that. You know, again, like in Rounders when Johnny Chan. Remember, it, we're, we're um, uh, uh, oh my God, who's uh, who's the main character? Matt Damon. Matt Mike, Damon. Mike I always forget his name. Matt Damon, and uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yep. And he's watching Johnny Chan like in '88 on VHS or something. Mm-hmm. And he's going, look at the control, look at the discipline, and finally, Seidel raises, and he goes, <laughs> Johnny Chan, the master. <laughs> the,
2: the irony is, I think Seidel is the better player, right? I Would don't you know. he became... went back to back. Oh well, I mean <laughs> he must be the best. I mean, yeah.
1: si- Sidell was one of those. T- you know what he's like? He's like the head coach of Iowa State. Kirk Ferent? No, Iowa State or Iowa? Yeah, Iowa State. State. Okay. I think the guy Campbell? that always is up for every job. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, and it's never gonna, never going to a.
1: He goes to a seven and goals. six, yeah. and mm. everyone acts like he's a great mm. coach. He'd go seven and six at Michigan, probably, in my opinion, but. That's that's how Seidel was. He never really was glamorous, but he was a grinder. Yeah. You know? So, he, I mean, listen, he was the good. Matt Campbell of poker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's what everybody's hoping to be called one day. <laughs> well, if you want to win half the time, I yeah, think that's, that's about break even, right? And it, to me, it was like, wait a minute. It's gotten to the point no matter how, like, I won't, like, I literally at a certain point will be able to say, I bet the moon is made of cheese and I can prove it. And Fez, I can't bet that. Can't no way, man. Pass. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) so I'm just gonna have to back away for these two shows. But I'm gonna be very involved. In fact, I'll be the only one here the entire show. Now, what does that mean? So we got the two teams. I'm the moderator. I'm gonna be asking the questions. I'm gonna be drawing out the picks, but it's gonna be game show style. So what does that mean? That means that Fez and McKenzie are first, and it's us three. I was watching Charlie Rose an old repeat it was Scorsese, Daniel Day-Lewis and Charlie Rose. So be just like that except Scorsese's not here, Daniel day not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're going to give one over and one under in each of the divisions of the AFC, but we're going one division at a time. So we start with the AFC East. Fez is going to he'll he'll bellyache about the over. And we'll hear Mackenzie and stuff talk uh, and and Fez discuss it. But here's the beauty. AJ is the biggest baby ever when it comes to, like, I don't want to give my information. It is so sharp, so the depth of my analysis. That's not what it is. What is it?
3: It, uh, My analysis is not nearly as good as you guys. Okay. But when we do things like drafts and things like that, I have, because I've done a lot of those, I have a game theory level that you guys when we started doing this didn't have and i didn't want to let
1: you have that because that was the only edge you, i had You know, you were denying it to the audience too that's not that's not my problem no that's actually I'm, if i'm betting my number. money no it's at the core of your job your money is an afterthought compared to the audience i would have gladly explained
3: it to them Did you after hear your the co-host fact.
1: saying he doesn't care about the audience i
3: care about him i would have gladly explained it after all the
1: bets were made but then we would have known for next time that's fine Bonus pod. Yeah. <laughs> AJ <laughs> behind, strategy. Behind, behind a paywall. <laughs> yeah. that RJ can't get to. <laughs> so I figure let's get them in different rooms. They're going to be isolated in the uh green room. It's um it actually does have uh soundproofing on it. And uh speaking of soundproofing, Mackenzie, did it dawn on you when you put the printer right there that you put the printer exactly at the first point it could actually have a direct line. Without any of the audio blocking blankets, like, wouldn't you want to put it where it was blocked by the blankets instead of right in the open area so we can hear the printer on air? Didn't dawn on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's kind of like our signal, like something's coming. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, the it's like we, we hear it and we're like, oh, something's oh. coming. Something's coming. All right. That's it. And then we get the printout and we're like, this is what we've been waiting for. It's still and, warm. And,
1: and what we find out, though, is it's McKenzie trying to get his loans extended. somehow his student loans somehow he's getting some kind of discount or something (laughs) did you have student loans Mackenzie? i did past tense paid them off all right i'm proud now what were you thinking when they were good i don't even know what's going on i know the supreme court said something or whatever about it um but initially
5: when you heard about that giveaway what were you thinking good for america good for the people that need it i'm glad i don't really yes I don't believe that. You're mad if someone gets two pieces of pizza and you only get one. I'm not. I want everyone to get a check in the mail every, every month. That's my politics. Who's going to pay for that check? We are together. So why don't we just all write it to ourselves and there won't be any checks? Efficiency.
1: <laughs> one plus one equals three. Really? I always thought the saying was that
5: any, um, the government bucket has many holes in it. We spend $60,000 on each citizen. Let's do it in a smart way. Okay. Huh.
1: Huh. I don't believe what he's saying. You think he, he made a big effort to pay off his loans? What was the interest rate? It was low. Yeah, it was like 3.5% or something like that. So Why did he even pay it off? RJ wouldn't
2: authorize that.
1: Yeah, you should have just invested that money in Airbnb. And the,
2: and the possibility of the free
1: roll, the government bailing out and paying for it for you. Fez is thinking, I'd have that money if he never paid those loans back somehow. (laughs) All right. So that's it. Now, how's the competition going to go? Well, there's a two-star and a one-star in each division. One over, one under. I'm guessing. What's the odds that Fez will have any two-star overs? I'm saying the odds are plus 350 that he has. And I'm talking AFC and NFC. Eight divisions plus 350 that you're over as a two-star. What do you think of those numbers, Fess? You
2: will find very interesting what you're going to hear.
1: Ooh. In the AFC? Yes. What What division could that be? Oh. You'll have to I bet. I point. bet it's going to be over Ravens. You'll have, uh. you
0: have to wait <laughs> now, around. Now, let's set the line on how many crossfires and how many similar
1: picks we'll have. Okay. So now— If they pick opposite, it's an automatic three hundred dollar bet. I have the right. This is the only betting I have. I have to. I can't make my own bets. I have to only buck their best bets. Buck b u c k their best bets. But I'm willing to do that if necessary. Well, I certainly will on a few. I'm going to pick on AJ. I think Uh, you're going. I knew as soon as
3: this contest was made, I told McKenzie. I was like, "RJ's going to he's going to hate every one of my picks." Well, no, I love the picks. But, we, we, but when it became a team game, there's been some changes made to my picks.
1: So you're bringing his insanity in. But you got to let us know what you were thinking. Yeah, I'll let you know. And if you want, we can do side bets. Okay. All right. They're betting each team, a collective, so each team, $1,000, winner take all. And I don't get any part of that. Oh, I think I should get 6% maybe, but we'll figure that out. And that's it, right? So I can crossfire anything. There's automatic crossfires if they cross. We're to go each division with each team, one at a time. The other one secluded, and then they're going to come together for a minute in between, and then boom, boom, boom. It's going to be like pit stops at the Indy 500. Faz, any thoughts? Let's rock! All right, let's get to it. It's going to be now. Right now, we've got AJ and Scott leaving.
3: AFC East first.
1: AFC East first. You guys will be preparing for that, so make sure you're ready to go. McKenzie's coming out. And let's get started, Fez. AFC East. Now, here's the numbers. And this is a market consensus. And it is the Bills, 10.9. Now, what does 10.9 mean? So this is interesting, Fez. Let's think about this a second. So how are we going to do the, 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 the things that are off a half?
2: I think we just price it worth fifty cents, so under eleven. If if it's ten now, we say it's under eleven minus a dollar twenty. Okay, so that uh, will be so well, that, that would be, be full VIG numbers, but as long as everyone's at the full
1: VIG numbers, it normalizes. Yeah. So what we're saying is, if you guys have the exact same number of wins, then the the vig will matter. Yes. It it could even matter if you had one less win, right? Based on how much. Yeah, VIG. that makes sense. All right. So so effectively, what he'd be betting is uh, ten and a half. And if you, they bet over, it would be you know almost what forty cents. We what would we call it? Forty cents on ten point nine. Uh, yes. Ten and a half over forty. Well, I think we should just use. You want to use ten and a half or eleven though? Well, I see. To me, I, I oh, use you're saying, close. you're the, you're use saying the, the closest one. Yeah, that's a good It'll point. Be cleaner. So that would be slightly under then at that point. So it'd be eleven. So be under. even money,
2: even money. eleven over would be even. Eleven under would be minus one twenty. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, perfect. All right, All right. so uh, let's just leave it to my discretion. I'll do that after this the show. And everything.
2: so we'll just quote the decimals, but exactly. people know what
1: we're exactly that, that will. we'll get
2: the accounting straight. out. All
1: right, so bills ten point nine, and when you have different money lines, if you just have ten and a half or just have eleven, you're not getting the full nuance. So for your own personal betting, um, Jets nine point seven, Dolphins nine point five. Patriots 7.3. And let's, I'm going to give the openers in each case. Um, so, Patriots are down two tenths, 7.5 to 7.3. The Dolphins are up a tenth, but it's been a roller coaster. They were up to nine point, yeah, a little bit. Jets open 9.6, they're only 9.7. Bills 10.8, 10.9. In fact, not a lot of movement in the East. There has not been. What is the best bet? Best
2: bet, the New York Jets over. Oh, my God. You're leaving. Lost with- 350, cashes on the very first selection.
1: Holy camole.
2: Now, the now the interesting part about this is that you have spoken about this before, RJ. Yeah, I gave
1: this bet on here. Exactly. exactly and,
2: and he thinks, I don't listen to that. <laughs> so, the bottom line, Jets 7-10 and 10 last year. Pythagorean wins were 7.9.
1: And So let's talk about that. The reason we do that is we say, hey, the wins themselves aren't as telling as the margin of victory. At least it's not as predictive. Thus, the Pythagorean wins uh, imputes what the number of wins would have been based on the margin of victory. Exactly right. And that's without a quarterback. So all kinds of problems at quarterback.
2: And, and so now how much of an upgrade, and you've spoken about this in prior shows, is Aaron Rodgers. Compared to these clowns that they have at quarterback, you got to feel that Rodgers is going to be worth at a minimum two wins. Two wins would be a four-point so,
1: upgrade, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, um when when I was looking at that a couple weeks ago on the air with you know all of us, it was like we figured out they maybe have two what Rodgers worth maybe two points. Yeah. So, we think that somewhere and most likely with Rodgers, he's undervalued by two points. I'm I'm somewhat a skeptic of Rodgers, but I know he's better than Wilson. Mackenzie, what was your thoughts on this one?
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm right in line with you guys where eight wins— Oh, no, it's I, your pick with that. Eight wins is a great approximation, I think, of what the Jets should be going forward if they didn't make any change at quarterback, where strength of schedule-wise, they had the hardest strength of schedule in the league last year, and Pythagorean wins 7.9. So I think it's pretty generous to say 8.0 is a fair benchmarker. If Rodgers is two points better than Wilson, that eight goes to nine— I think that's very pessimistic of Rodgers. I know he was 26th in QBR last year. So you're saying you think the number should be 10? It should be 10. It should be a four-point upgrade, as Fez said. I think that's the appropriate number. The market's a little bit short on that, so I'm gonna go over nine and a half. So
1: nine seven is gonna be what minus one twenty five. So you're saying that you think he's about twenty five cents of value. I think more. more I actually okay. think he's Rogers worth
2: more than four points versus you know the 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 other quarterbacks. So I could make a case to get bring it all the way up to ten and a half. So I think there's there's clear cut value. All right. Uh, I saw one other point. I saw the the Jets little thing had the worst fumble luck of any team in the NFL. So, so
1: fumbles when it comes to recoveries happens fifty percent of the time. Um, I speculate that on the types of fumbles, it's different. We we, we still have that project to do. I think quarterbacks are going to recover more because they fumble a lot when they're falling down. But generally, it's fifty. If a team doesn't recover, if they if they recover much more or much less than fifty, every turnover, what is it? About four and a half points for a fumble? Yes. Of EPA, which is effectively points. So five, six fumbles in a year that you let's say if you had even fumble luck versus bad fumble luck five times, four, you know, you're looking at 25 points. You're looking at like three quarters of a, almost three quarters of a win. Exactly. Um, yeah. that,
5: that kind of, you know, five fumbles in a year that should have went your way. And when we calculate turnover luck, we say, well, quarterback sack fumbles are not lucky. They're mm-hmm. good performance by the defense. So even with that consideration, when we did all our math of turnover worthy plays and those fumbles, we came up with 35 points of unluckiness for the Colts uh, jets last year. That's a full win. That is not accounted for in their Pythagorean wins or in their actual win.
1: Is that fumbles or fumbles and interceptions? Fumbles
5: and interceptions.
1: And the way we do interceptions is the uh, PFF has their turnover-worthy plays. Now sometimes Mackenzie disagrees with those if Trey Lance is involved. <laughs> but
5: so Trey Lance had a pretty good game, huh? He did. He came back. Came out real slow. Real. I didn't think that was a turnover-worthy play either. In fact, I don't even <laughs> think it was an interception. That ball hit the ground.
2: <laughs> but Maybe they should implement replay. They did. Oh, they do have they that. They didn't show
5: a great replay did, on the broadcast. Did you? Did you? Did you miss the uh, wedding to watch the the, the, the game? We were Watching at the wedding. Somewhere <laughs> you, on the dance floor, somewhere over by the iPhone. You know, the, the
2: Jets game. even have a, um, uh, a plus uh, yards per play. Old fossil stat last year, you know, five. They, they, they only gained five, but they only gave up 4.8. This is really an elite
1: defense. So, And, and I mean, if anything, the defense has solidified, um, you know, they signed their, their interior D linemen. What's the Quinn? Quinn and Williams. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, it, that was a situation where it could have been. I mean, number one projected secondary. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to like.
5: Yeah, we talk about age curve. Sauce Gardner was maybe the best corner in the league last year. He should be a lot better in year two if he's like every other corner.
1: So he was the bats and he's going to be a lot better. Maybe, yeah, he was, uh, he up was there. close to the bats. Right, think, he was up there. So. Now, um. Has Hard Knocks affected your opinion at all? Has have you been it, watching it?
2: I just watched the first two episodes, and obviously they they love the Jets. So I'm trying. I I stopped watching. I thought it would. It, I actually thought this was the case where it would skew me, like because it's <laughs> giving sharp. me nothing but but good information about the Jets. All
1: right, pick number two is a one star. It's going to be
2: on an under. Yeah, we're going to go Buffalo Bills under the what are we at ten point nine? Yes, sir. Ten point nine. So under eleven, lay a dollar twenty. Really, one factor here. I, I just don't think Josh Allen is going to run as much as he's, as he's had in the past. And I think he's he's an integral part of their rushing attack. And he's actually said, I'm not going to run as much. And I think that's going to impact the offense. And that's enough to sway me to go under.
5: Mackenzie, I like the fact that we looked at this query since 2018. The Bills have been elite, elite, elite against bad offenses. And kind of below average, 40% ATS or lower against good offenses, top 16 in DVOA. Now, how many of those is Kansas City? Uh, yeah at least at least 3 so every the time. So good they go offenses
1: against them. are top 16?
5: Yeah. Yeah, not even good offenses, better than yeah, average offenses. Yeah, yeah, okay. And usually in this division they're up against three bad offenses. That's not the case this year. Dolphins have one of the best weapons. Jets obviously have added a bunch of weapons in Aaron Rodgers. So I think this is this is um they're not going to be the bullies. They're not going to be allowed to be the bullies that they have been in the past.
1: So obviously a super tough schedule all the teams in the AFC East so that evens out. And that's why one of the reasons we do a forced over a forced under, because the theory is in a typical division, if you bet over on one team and if you're right, the odds of another team in the division going over decrease, right? Because there's in theory, now it's only the two games, mm-hmm. but it, it matters. Um so I like this, and then two teams you're a neutral on. Did you guys consider? Was there anything else, or was there any other pick that was close? or was it these two
5: clearly? I thought Patriots over had some value at seven point three. I don't understand how it's moved uh from the open at seven and a half. So Paz, I, what was yeah. your
1: problem with that? I got a little spooked
2: by the, the, the money's been coming in on the Patriots under and mm-hmm. I can't explain it. And whenever I can't explain something that's going on, I'm always cautious. I
1: would say this. Um there's a lot a lot of smart here's the thing, who's the batters. The betters are the ones that were always mad. They couldn't figure out why Belichick would win so much, even though the underlying stuff. Yes. And I do get a sense the smart, some of the smarter people I know. You would think they would worship Belichick. They they feel competitive with them. There's only a few people on earth that do something that I do, even tangentially. That I am like thinking I'm not in their league. Like obviously, I'm not talking about if I used to play little league baseball. I'm saying like uh, to me. It's like, and I'm saying, like, with Dylan, as the greatest thing I'm great at isn't even in the universe of how great I think Dylan is. Um, I think Belichick's in that category. There's very few people that reach that. So to me, I'm competitive, but why be competitive with Bill Belichick? Mm-hmm. But it does seem like a lot of people are. And I think they like him when he's down, they want to kick him when he's down. I think they want to believe he's finally getting his comeuppance. He's not as smart as people think. That's my thought. Or, last thing, the schedule is not only really tough, the sequence of events, Mm. the games is very tough. You wanna pull that up, Mackenzie? Yeah. Because they have a couple of like decent games where they aren't so hard, but one of them is like after um, or or right before their trip, they have an international trip. I mean, faz take a look at that. But where's the e- where's the well, easy spot? Well, from the start, from the get-go, Philly, Phil, Philly Miami. Right. So in Miami, right?
2: Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, no, no, that's, that's uh, their home. They're oh, okay. home, but they're a dog. So so they're at the Jets, dog. At Dallas, dog. Home against New Orleans, let favored by lesson three. At Las Vegas, be a pick'em. Uh, Buffalo, dog. At Miami, dog. You can see the potential. Will start. But keep reading, keep reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they they finally get home. So so against-
1: far, New Orleans is the only like f- game they're favored in. That's right. Uh. So then
2: they're home against Washington, so they're favored. Then they're home against Indy, so that's nice. So like what that, like you said.
1: That's in uh,
5: Germany. The game against yeah. Indy. Oh,
1: see, that's the thing. Now you got to prepare for that German trip. Yeah, I mean
2: it's. Tough. Yeah. And then the rest of the way, they don't have one game that they're a clear-cut favorite in the 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 whole rest of the year.
1: So, so like, really, what's the best—like, what what's their easy win? Um, Just Week
5: 9 hosting Washington.
1: But again, it's— And it, how
5: easy is that? Yeah.
1: And I'll tell you this. That's I haven't it. done the analysis yet, but think about how bad Seattle was after that Germany trip, mm. and think of how bad Tampa Bay was after that Germany trip. I I, I don't think that—is that a coincidence? It's further east than London. It's significantly yeah, I mean, more. It is. Do
5: you think that's why Belichick wanted the buy afterwards? <sighs> I'm well,
1: sure. he's always gotten the buy after, right? And to think what was different this year, it's the first time in like eight years that Belichick hasn't asked for another team to get a buy that he played the week he had the buy. Most teams don't mm. want to have it. For some reason, he wanted that. He figures he could use the time more wisely. Fivers by. Yeah. But this year he didn't ask. He asked for it otherwise. So who knows? Okay, guys. That is Jets over. It's a shocker. Two-star under Bills. I'm going to say one more thing about the Bills. I've come around on the Bills. I was down on them. But let's think about this a second. Their win total is 10.9. That's less than the Bengals. All right? And... It's less. The Chiefs are eleven point seven, so the Chiefs are almost a full game better. I get the strength of schedule, right? It's tougher for the Bills, but the Bills were head and shoulders the best team in the league perceived last year. They were, and we repeat this a lot, but it's true. Monday Night Football, like week seventeen or sixteen, the Bills were at or on the road at Cincinnati. No big health. I mean, it wasn't like it was health issues before the game. And the Bills got bet at the last hour before the game and were two-and-a-half-point favorites, laying extra juice. In the jungle. In the jungle, which is saying they're two-and-a-half, three-and-a-four-and-a-half points better. Four points better. Four points better. Mm Mm-hmm. And now they're now worse. they're saying they're
2: not
5: even as good. Yeah, they're, they're the same. They're the same as Bengals.
1: Well, I don't know. Yeah, okay. They have I'd a harder that. schedule,
5: slightly less win total. I think that makes sense. About
1: the same. I don't know how much harder could it be than the the, the, the the FC North is pretty damn hard too, right? No doubt. They got yeah. They
2: they got a good draw on the divisions they're playing. So, the but
1: remember the Bengals, you got some real questions there. Two Big safeties team. out. Uh, we'll be
2: talking about those Bengals.
1: So what I'm saying is the idea. It's, you got the big question to me is McDermott. Is him calling defense? Is that going to be a good thing or a bad thing? Right? And They are signing tight ends out the wazoo. They drafted a tight end high. I think the Bills, you're right, I don't think Josh Allen is going to rush as much, but I think they're going to be running the ball. Mm Two tight ends sometime. I mean, I I just think it's going to be a different game for them. They do have
2: two 33-year-old safeties. I don't know when safeties hit the wall, but that sure seems old to me, you know?
1: Yeah, but but they said that the Bills are the only team in the NFL they could have anyone hurt except Vaughn Miller. Mm. And they have true depth mm. right. on defense. We're right. talking mm-hmm. about O line's a question mark, and I think the question mark is receiver with the ad- attitude of the number one. Yeah, I saw they were like the twenty first ranked
2: O line. That shocked me. That was that low. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you got to be weak somewhere. But mm-hmm. under Bills and now, <laughs> ah, that's not... ah. I got some other. Moves. Let's see here. I'll. I'll, I'll introduce it next next uh switcheroo all right boys two star first it's the afc east we went over the odds already you know what they are
3: all right i'll uh i'll take the honors here on the two star give us the pick first and then we'll talk analysis we're gonna go dolphins under nine and a half
1: okay the dolphins were not bet or picked by fez and mckenzie you're going under Yes. All right, thoughts?
3: Uh, I've talked a lot about my concerns with Tua's health. I think if he ever gets hurt, they're they're toast. But also, the league adjusted to the Dolphins in the second half of last year, and it's going to be interesting to see how McDaniel responds to that. I also think we've talked about the new D.C., and I think it's a great hire long-term. But he doesn't have his personnel in yet. It, that takes time for teams what to. Do you tri-
1: mean he doesn't have his personnel in.
3: He doesn't have the personnel to run the system that he's been, that he How prefers to run. How do you know that?
1: Are you critiquing their safeties? I mean,
3: well, I'm I'm certainly critiquing the fact that Jalen Ramsey's not around right now because yeah, but, obviously but that, but that a
1: guy who doesn't have to do with the the uh, scheme.
3: You don't think you don't think bringing in Jalen Ramsey was an important factor for what they wanted to do
1: defensively? I, I mean, is like, I I don't. Fancy myself an expert at, like, cornerback play. But, like, I, it, it strikes me that Ramsey's a cover corner. Mm-hmm. And and the Fangio defense typically is more keeping in front of you. So I think Ramsey can play well. And Ramsey is a they are saying that eventually he might move to safety, like, in the next years mm-hmm. to come. He's the kind of guy, like a Ronnie Lott type, that he could cover— you know, back in the day, and now Ramsey's moving to be almost like a big nickel um, type, where he can tack. You know, I think if anything, Ramsey would have been very effective because he's a, a sure tackling cornerback. But I don't think his coverage skills would have been as valuable.
3: So, do you think that, it, like, in they get a new DC in, it doesn't take time for the guy? Like, you've got, you've built a, a defense around guys who play this blitzing style, and now you're changing up your defense totally. You don't think that takes time to adjust personnel wise?
1: No, uh, Wow. Well. See, that's interesting. I think it could, but I think some teams, sometimes a team might be more, uh, in theory, a team might be more inclined to do well under the new scheme, right? If the other team, uh, if the other regime didn't have time, you know, it is interesting, though, because I would agree with you the following way. Miami, and we're going to see that defense, in theory, in Minnesota this year, Mm -hmm. But Miami played as much man-to-man as any team in the NFL, a lot of zero blitzes. With Fangio being the opposite, they are very diametrically opposed. It's, very, it's an interesting point. I it's think
3: like it's like when teams switch from a 3-4 to a 4-3. Like It takes time to get the bodies to run that because usually 3-4 teams or 4-3 teams don't have those outside linebackers that can yeah, rush the, the passer.
1: But the difference in that case is the the physical makeup of the players – that said, you know, we actually did some analysis. If you have a new D.C., but you keep, keep the same coach, what happens? Is there, is there an effect early in the season? Um, I'll ask McKenzie. McKenzie has that analysis. We'll, we'll pull it up and have it in the wrap-up. Okay. Um, all right, so you think Fangio early is a net negative, you think two is a big injury risk? Well, no doubt. Uh, and, and, the, and obviously you guys, how yeah. do you want to present?
0: So, so the schedule is something that I looked at that I think is very interesting because when you look at the home field advantage that the Dolphins have, it's always early in the season when the heat and humidity are a factor. Look at that Bills game last year, right? The, you can argue the reason why they beat the Bills was because they had players were dropping like flies on Buffalo because of the cramping. and the And, and the, you
1: think that works more in December? I think No, I think in, in early in September. Oh, early. Okay, okay, okay.
0: But if you look at the schedule this year, three of their first four games are on the road, mm. negating that home field advantage that they would have early in the season. Okay. And so when that. they play a team like Buffalo at home, it's January 7th. When they play the Cowboys at home and the Jets at home, it's in December. The tough games, they won't have the home field advantage that they would have had if those that's games were scheduled earlier in the year like that Buffalo Bills game was last year.
1: So Denver in the altitude early in the year is a, another example of that. They actually have both their first two games at home. So uh, that's very interesting. Okay, yeah. and you mentioned, and then you can wrap, is you mentioned the idea of them, the league figuring it out. I think, and let's give Staley credit, right, is Staley was the first with the Chargers to do something that caused Miami trouble. It's interesting because if you actually look at when Miami started running more, they seemed to beat that move. But if you actually look at Tua in the later year, he didn't do as well. So I think they figured out what Staley did, but I think the league figured Tua out a little bit. And those uh, questions remain, I think, has is there an answer, a good answer for that from Miami? So I think that's a valid point. Close it up.
3: I had one more note on the schedule. The Dolphins were 3-6 and six away from home last year, and they drew – Obviously, aside from their division games, they drew their tough road. Their tough games are on the road. So, Chargers, Eagles, Ravens, all road games for the Dolphins. And the Chiefs game in Germany. Yeah. So, I I don't think that bodes well for the Dolphins.
1: Yeah. But let's think about this. If you have nine and a half wins, it's uh, nine and a half against seven and a half. Because the question is how many games you need to win. In a weird way, what you're saying is they have some almost sure wins. Because they're so, let's think about this. Let's say there's a team that they're five points better than, and there's a team that they're even with. So if they have the even team at home, eh, they're going to be a two-point favorite at home, right? And they would be a three-point favorite against the team they're five points better than because th- that team has home. Sure. So two tighter games. You flip it, all right? The road game, they're going to be an underdog in against the e- the even team, the team they're even with. And they're going to be a big favorite. So, like, is it clear that it's better to have like a bunch of toss ups, or would you rather have a couple of sure wins in there?
3: I would. I mean, I would rather play my tougher opponents at home.
1: Your tougher opponents at home. Yeah. Well, you certainly wouldn't want to do that. Like in the, let's say that you're, um, you don't want to play Ohio State at home if you're like the fifth best team in the Big Ten. Because right, you're not going to win the game anyway, right? So the theory is, but that's college more. Okay, it's interesting. Okay, all right. Uh, Dolphins was not one of the picks. Now you guys got a one-star, and it has to be on an over.
3: Yeah, and this is, uh, Scott and I disagreed a little bit here, all right, all right. and uh, I bowed out. I I conceded. So uh,
0: Scott will present our one-star play. It's as square as can be. It's the over on the Jets. Uh, you look at a team that played well enough last year to win seven games with arguably the worst quarterback play in the NFL. We've talked about this ad nauseum, about if Aaron Rodgers can just play the entire season and be mediocre, the Jets are going to be very capable so enough of I'm winning gonna ten games.
1: I'm going to jump in. The Jets were a pick from Faz. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Two-star on the over.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So right. he's
1: with us on So this. we had a, a, a longer discussion with that. So feel free, but don't belabor any points.
0: I will just say this about the schedule. I've brought it up here on the Dream Preview before. The AFC teams have nine home games. The mm-hmm. Jets have ten because one of their road games is against the Giants, which is a home game for them. All right. So now we have ten home games for now, the Jets.
1: Hold on. The Giants get the ticket, so they are slight disadvantage, right? Sleep in your own bed. Going yeah, no, practicing. But it's not a home game. It, it's like in Correct. college, in college basketball, but they have like home neutral games. Yeah, so I think home neutral is a sure. fair way to say it. But
0: you got it. The crowd will be probably split because secondary market, people will buy tickets and sleep in your own bed, practice in your own facility, in your own locker room, playing on your own field. You have your entire staff there, because sometimes like the whole staff doesn't necessarily travel on the road. They have all the support staff there for them. It's just another home game.
1: Okay, so thank you, boys. And uh, just to be clear, as you guys are standing up to go, is the Bills under – was the one star. So Bills under from Fez and Jets over from both of you guys.
3: We would have had Crossfire. We would have that's
1: cr- what I wanted
0: to play was Bills over. And I wanted to play, oh, Bills, I- I wanted to play Bills under. Okay. So AJ okay. and I disagreed on that. So we decided we're going to scrap it and go what, in another what, direction.
1: What, what was your main point on the under?
0: Uh, they, Bills were 7-3 in one-score games last year. If that luck evens out just a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. And I also think their schedule down the stretch is so tough and the, the the shortcomings in the postseason the past couple of seasons might have them rethinking the regular season.
1: Yeah, but they can lose six six games, and you still don't lose.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. It's tough, but I think that with the division yeah. being better, if I'm giving the Jets more wins, I think they'll split. No, with that's, that's why we go
1: one over yeah. 100. What was your main point on the over?
3: That every major player on the defense for Buffalo, spent significant time injured last year, and they still had the fourth-best defense per DVOA.
1: Every major player. Who's, who's
3: uh, major? Tremaine Edmonds missed games. Tredavious White missed games. But most, most, Va-
1: most defensive – or most players don't play 17 games.
3: Right. Most players – play I mean, Jordan Poyer missed 14 games – or Micah yeah. Hyde missed 14
1: games. Well, uh, so here's the thing. Tradavius White missed 10. So here's the thing is – Football Outsiders has like a, a man games lost, I think is what they call it. So I think with those kind of things, it's always better to have an objective metric.
3: The adjusted games missed defensively, the Bills were second in the league.
1: Now, see that, instead of naming the, those players, that's the answer. Fair enough. All right, boys, on to the North, the North. In the North, the Bengals were joined by Fez and McKenzie again, the other two secluded. Bengals, 11. The market is 11 over under. It opened 11 and a half. Wowza. Ravens opened 8.8. Remember, that had some questionable uh, Lamar Jackson issues. Uh, you know, would he return? Ravens now 10.2. Browns, 9.2. They opened 9. Pittsburgh up a half game from 8.5 to 9. All right, let's go with the two-star, Fest. Two-star Cincinnati Bengals to go under. Ooh. Dog, okay. Now I've been looking at this, and the way I thought to attack it is because I'm not too high on the Ravens either. I was thinking Browns to win the division. We talked about, but give us your thoughts on Senzi.
2: Yeah, so Cincinnati, you know, even with a healthy Burrow, they just weren't that good in the underlying statistics. You look at it. Now were they good the year they went to the Super
1: Bowl? <laughs> They were worse than the underlying statistics, that year. Yes, so we do have a potential—this is a good point.
2: It, potentially, there is something that makes Cincinnati tick, like the Patriots, where they're better than their Except underlying. they have a coach
1: that was pretty renowned to be bad not that long ago, <laughs> at least on offense. Right, or right. Or head coach. So, um, what underlying stats are you looking at? Well,
2: I'm, I, I was shocked to see their yards per play, 5.4, for and against.
1: They are not. They don't even have a surplus. So, is... Mackenzie, here in 2023— what what numbers jump out at you with Cincy underlying, or maybe as he's given his thoughts, you can maybe hit us with one on the the turnaround. So you want to continue, Fez, and Mackenzie might have something. No, you don't have to worry about the underlying. We'll we'll dig into that. But if you got something, you know. uh we were on air the whole time.
2: Yes. So I'm, what, what I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. About that. I thought we were going to be debating. I, it caught me a little bit by surprise because I thought we were going to be debating what their selections were in, in the West. So I was like, I didn't have my my numbers out for... You
5: mean in the East? Yeah. No. Yeah. I,
1: I, this has taken a long time to start. So I think what we do at the end is have everyone... Right. So
2: I, so I got got fouled up a little bit by the format because right, I wasn't... So, I wasn't, I wasn't, you so know.
1: Mackenzie, can you write something down to make sure this is marked? Yeah. Sorry about that. That's right. So yeah, just assume that it's going to be the next division every time.
5: Right, right, right.
1: Do you have a time like?
5: Yeah, I told him when when it started. So All
1: right, awesome. All right, here we go. Uh, so Fez, just so really, we're going to keep up until the point where I said Mackenzie, give it to us, and Fez will continue, and then we're assuming we're going to start there. So I'm going to three, two, one to you. Three, two, one.
2: So the Bengals. I think we're free rolling here. We've got a team that obviously has done very well in the playoffs and so they're well thought of and that's why their season win number was as high as 11 to 11 and a half. But with the Bur- Right now it's 11. It's 11. But with, you know, this could be a big deal with Burrow and the calf issue going on and frankly if he's 100% healthy, I think 11 is spot on the right number. And if he's not, I think we've got ourselves a great bet. If there's a lingering problem you know, with that calf, and I look at the rest of this division, I'm loving what the rest of the division's doing. Um, Pittsburgh is—
1: I- Well, you're going to be given another pick. Sure. So um, when you say that the calf might be a problem, what would you foresee? Like, give, give a moderate, you know, a medium problem. Like, what would it be
2: uh, he has a calf strain which aggravates the rest of his leg and he blows out an achilles that's the me- that's
1: the medium no
2: that's the that's the best case <laughs> all right, <what> about <laughs> the
1: medium case
2: the medium case is he has a nagging calf issue that he has to um um that w- makes him less mobile all year long and that he for the for the first half of the year and then finally he starts to, he doesn't start to trust
1: it until end of October and then it's fully healed okay um yeah. The thing I've heard about it is there's a chance of um, 30% reoccurrence on this injury that year. And I've also heard that the calf can lead to things like Achilles and stuff. So I do think – I think in game one especially, what's the current number on that first game against the Browns?
2: The're, the Bengals are laying two because there's more optimism. It did go down as low as one, but now there's more optimism that Burrow will indeed you know be ready to go.
1: Yeah, but it was two and a half. So, th- like – no one thought – if Burrow even had a 20% chance he wasn't going to play, the line would have moved much more than it – It would have gotten all the way down to pick, yeah. Or, or more, because yeah. two, two and a half
2: – I mean he's, – He's probably worth six and a half, seven. Oh, God. Number, right? s-
1: who's the backup? One second. What, six and a half? Like, Tony Romo's worth six and <laughs> a half. I mean, or, or um, Dak Prescott. got to pull up my numbers. I mean, he might be eight. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I, from memory, I had him at six and a half. Um, but for some reason, you don't like Burrow. I mean, in general, you you know, I don't know. All right, McKenzie, give us your take on this pick.
5: So we're talking about the underlying numbers, and they got a little lucky with our fourth quarter win share, about a half win lucky. But I think yards per Wait, So play- how
1: many games did they win?
5: They won twelve. So
1: the question isn't did they get lucky? The question is how good were they?
5: Yeah, they won twelve games. They obviously had a game thrown out. So eleven and out. a half. Yeah, so eleven and a half.
1: And plus, like you said, the game thrown out, they were winning. They probably were 65% at that point, 60%, right?
5: Yeah, so we give them a half win there. They were a twelve-win team last year. Um obviously no team, even if they win twelve, wouldn't be expected to win twelve again. You regress to the mean sum. And I think yards per play is interesting because they were obviously very disappointing in yards per play. If you However, if you count for garbage time, they're a little bit better. You can you know, kind of muster those numbers in different ways. But if you look at non-turnover line of scrimmage EPA, they're obviously a very good team, one of the best teams in the league. But they're fifth. They're right above Dallas. They're six points better per game. Not even close to Chiefs at 11, Eagles at 11, Bills at 10. I feel like we just put them all in a big bundle as the best teams in the league. They're just a half step worse than those teams by the numbers.
1: Well, I mean, by the line of scrimmage GPA, which I consider to be a, a vital stat. Um, I think the thing about the Bengals is they are a big game team. And it's not, I mean, Burrow's a big game quarterback, so he is. But Big Lou, that the D.C., he's won, him and Belichick, you know, a couple others are able to come up with a new game plan. Like They literally went into that Kansas City game when they won two years ago. And they did something in the second half when they were dropping eight that just it, it's its one thing to change your defense week to week. It's another thing to change it for the second half. Right. So I, I do think that in the bigger game, since he's better and thus, in a, especially s- second half, like you said, in a season long bet that matters some, but not as much as something that applies itself every game more Um so, I, you know, like if I had to bet the Bengals, I'd be more inclined to bet them to make the Super Bowl, let's say, than I would to bet them going
5: over their win total. So I, I do like that. And I do think there's a big burrow risk. You know how you always say you can't turn up the, the speaker to 11 every, mm-hmm. every game?
1: Well, I don't think you can any game.
5: Yeah. You know, 10 is the limit in, mm-hmm. in a lot of different speakers. What do you guys make of the fact that they have a division where every team is expected to be a winning team? I feel like that hurts them because they can't, you know, put that circle on the calendar and say we're going to beat at Ravens because at Browns is just as hard almost.
1: No, I mean, I I think but isn't that just the same question as their strength of schedule?
5: Yeah, but if a team excels, especially in their tougher games, does that get diminished or muted in a schedule where they have every division game is, is, is as big as the next?
1: Well, and you also would bring up the point. It's going to be hard to come up with something different for the same team twice a year. Right, So Guys like that are yeah.
2: And there's going to be more of a
1: potential well, for division, for, yeah. for
2: letdown spots when you've got like six sky high games against Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Baltimore. You know, there's no there's no two cupcake games where you can like with the Chiefs. Whenever they play the Raiders, they can exhale a little bit.
1: You we, know, we have to do some analysis at some point on this because we got this touchy feely idea because strength of schedule is just a number. Right, right? You can get, There's different ways to calculate it, and some of them are better than others, but it's a number. To say, oh, they don't have any real break, now how do you quantify that? I mean, you could do it statistically in a way. You could say, you know, how many games in a row is you – know, if we said to ourselves, okay, what's the strain factor in a game? And then how many games in a row is there without a break of a strain factor? Maybe there's something to that. We could backfit and, and check that. I I'm a, I am don't like the touchy-feelyness of that. But under Bengals is the best bet. Here's the forced over, Fez. Forced
2: over. We're going to go Cleveland Browns to go over. What do we show for that, 9.2? Yeah, 9.2. 9. 9.2. 9. 2. 2. And, you know, the more, um, you know, when you're looking at Cleveland, I get it. Watson did not play well at all last year, but are we going to trust, you know, his entire career or are we going to trust basically six games of data and say, you know,
1: hey, let's be honest. There's probably never been a quarterback in NFL history that if there were a major change from the bigger sample size, it would be this one. Right. With the with all of the mental stress and who knows, man, we're human Creatures, Maybe he isn't looking people—I mean, can he be a great leader if if everyone's like, you know, anytime they want, they can whisper behind his back? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying mm. major issue there, major issue with multiple years off. And as I've said, and I think this is underreported, is—or underdiscussed—Watson was a, a Russell Wilson-type yep. quarterback. Deep balls on the outside. Sure. And the Fangio stuff— Really has, and that's gone across the league now. Has really um, hamstrung that approach. And
5: I thought you said it well a few weeks ago when you said, "I don't think Watson may be a top five quarterback ever again."
1: But I agree with that.
5: It wasn't that he wasn't a top I five agree with quarterback. Myself. It was that he was a not wasn't a top twenty five quarterback. So if the too high limits him, okay, he's going to be worse than he was mm-hmm. at his mm-hmm. peak. That's a good point. He was still way worse than you we, know, we a, just. We, could, we, we could just expect.
2: need him to be average. We, right. we, you know, with the, with the the squad loaded as much, and and I love you know. You look at this defense. A lot, a lot
1: of changes on D, but so, upgrades. Oh, but
2: yes, yes. By all accounts, everyone is thrilled with how Schwartz is as the new DC, and Zadarius Smith comes in, who's going to you know be a big upgrade. One of the Smith brothers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So th- this has the potential to be a top five defense. Chubbs a monster could be the best running back. It's All we need is for Watson to control the game, to be a game. He doesn't have to be a star. They're paying
1: him a lot of money to be a game manager. But if
2: he is a game manager, Cleveland's going to win 10 games.
1: And
5: you say average is good enough. When they had average quarterback or maybe worse than Jacoby Brissett, they were by DVOA a top-five offense in, when Watson hadn't played a game yet, when they were 11 games into the season. They're still top 10 even with the Watson games, and I'm encouraged by the fact that of his PFF grades since his suspension – his best grade was in the preseason last week. It was better than any game he had uh, in, in last year. the preseason? I mean, it was only 10 was steps. Was it better than Trey Lance's? No. I mean, actually, no, yes, it was. is <laughs> isn't saying much, but yeah. The 77, he didn't approach that last year, so I feel like he's going to be average or probably trending towards above average. They were a top 10 offense, which is way more sticky than defense, last year with bad quarterback play. Uh, defense is random. They bring in a new D.C. They bring in a bunch of new D.C. Pl- defensive players. If they're 16th, this is a Super Bowl contending team. If they're 16th on defense, I think that's the case. In the division, 16th on offense. No, I think they're going to. They, they were a top 10 offense last year. Well, they're going to be a lot better than 16 on defense. Okay, then I'm, I'm liking this pick. All right, now um,
1: if we look at strength of schedule, because this is a top division, Bengals are 15th and uh, rating um, a little amalgamation I put together. 15th, Ravens are 16th. Uh, Browns are 18th, Steelers are 19th. So very clustered there. But they're saying these are like average strength of schedules. Yeah, it's because they get to play the NFC West and the AFC South. So they did get a break in those eight games. All right, boys, by the way, uh, telling you last week or picks from the guys before, under Dolphins, under Dolphins, over Jets. So we got a double like on over Jets and then no crossfires yet. Let's get the other boys in. And in the magic of, hey, we just didn't record for a minute, they're here. All right, boys, let's get your best bet in the north. Best bet is going to be the
3: under on the Bengals. Huh. Interesting. Interesting.
1: What's your thoughts?
3: Um, My thoughts are that these calf injuries are reoccurring. Joe Burrow starts the season slow anyway, uh, missing the preseason once again. I think they start the season slow again. And a lot of people thought talked about the offensive line being improved. They were 30th in pass rush win rate last year. They're still not good. They still have a bad well, they offensive They made major line. changes this year. Again, the offensive line takes a while to gel. Uh, I think early season struggles for the Bengals. Um, and the Bengals actually had pretty decent injury luck last year. They've got a Can you quantify that for me. Uh, they well, they they only had six offensive linemen make starts, which is pretty good for a, a typical NFL team. Uh, none of their major stars missed significant time during the season. Uh, on on the none of their offensive
1: playmakers. Uh, but do we have? We're talking. Do we have uh, the the game count thing? The, the I did count? not
3: look it up for them. I yeah. just looked up. I looked well, at why, their why, their why, game yeah. logs.
1: Yeah. Um, Why don't you look it up now, and Scott, give us your thoughts on this one.
0: So I looked at the schedule for the Bengals, and they have two Monday night football games, and they also have a Thursday night football game. That Thursday night football game is on the road against the Ravens. But on the Monday nights that they have, we're talking about two games – going into short weeks. So now you add in that Thursday night game on the road, and that's three games that they're going to have this year that's on short weeks, which gives them a disadvantage this season. So I don't think that the schedule is very friendly to them at all. And this might be the most competitive division in the NFL. And I think when you add in schedule inefficiencies with the difficulty of the division, the, the under is always a safe play. Mm-hmm. Tenth lowest adjusted
3: games
1: loss for the Bengals. On offense or for Over, overall. Okay. So it's funny. I was just looking up strength of schedule. Um the the North is fifteenth, sixteenth, eighteenth, nineteenth. So like almost slightly below average. I agree with you, one of the tougher divisions. Mm-hmm. But just the way I think they're playing the South and the NFC. NFC South, yeah. So, you know, uh, in general, I think the strength of schedule probably isn't the driver necessarily.
0: They do have five games with a rest disadvantage. And that three of those I was talking about with coming off the two Monday night games and then having to go the road game on the Thursday night to Baltimore.
1: Okay, that's interesting. You know, when I looked into that rest disadvantage, it's, it's very modest, but... You know, I, I got to do a little more work on it because what I'm doing is looking at the work disadvantage, or, I'm sorry, the rest disadvantage combined with the travel disadvantage. Together, that can be problematic if and they they traveled too many miles uh, recently.
0: That's interesting. And, and, you know, coming off their first Monday night game, they then travel to Tennessee. So that's, to me, not an adv- advantageous spot, short week with travel. Same thing with, you know, having to play a short week against Baltimore on the road is going to be tough for them as well.
1: So the Fads and the boys pick this one? Is also the best bet?
0: Oh, also no, Okay.
1: And also on the under, so you guys now have two double likes. Um, All right, the one now, star over, uh, one star over, and yes. this
3: was a this was the other division. We had two divisions where we agreed completely; mm-hmm. two that we had conflict. All this right. was our second conflicting. So uh, let's get the division. actual pick
1: and we'll quickly go over All, right. All right.
0: The actual pick is going to be the over on the Pittsburgh Steelers, over eight Ooh. and a half. Ooh. And you mentioned that schedule. Yes. So by the way,
1: just to be clear, eight and a half would be nice. The market is now nine flat, nine flat. Eight and a half was the opener.
0: So oh. we can get a push. <laughs> well, I'm, I was just going by DraftKings numbers. So we have the over eight and a half at minus 140.
1: Okay, which is, which is almost nine. Yeah, yeah, so
0: I'm comfortable with that number here. Uh, but
1: the, the one that says market number in blue is what we're grading by.
0: All right. So but, but here we go. The push is in play. <laughs> um, Kenny Pickett is a lot better than people have given him credit for. Last season, uh, PFF ranked him like middle of the road, top 15 passing grade in his rookie year, and seventh lowest turnover-worthy play rate in the NFL amongst quarterbacks last year. And that's a really good sign for a rookie protecting the football. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he's got weapons. And he, he got batters that you want yes. on. And he's got weapons. This Pittsburgh Steelers team is good. Deontay Johnson and George Pickens adding Allen Robinson. Those are good receivers. We already know Fryermuth is a capable tight end. And Najee Harris at running back. There's a lot to love about this Steelers offense. In, even in a tough division, you mentioned they do play weak divisions in their non-divisional schedule. So looking at the Steelers' schedule, I do think it's manageable to the point where there are a lot of wins on this schedule that they're going to be favored by a decent amount in some of these games. That I think that it's it's only going to be a matter of maybe one flip of a game, winning a game as a dog, that turns this under into an over.
1: Yeah, so... I mean, really, we had the same debate last segment, which was, would you rather have a bunch of close games? You're mm-hmm. saying few, they have a few home games that look like—like, like which are the games that look like the—I mean, obviously, some of the ones against the South.
0: Yeah, um, like home I, against—I think home against Tennessee, uh, home against Arizona, home against New England, home against—I uh, even think Green Bay— I think on the road wow. against on the road against Houston, they'll be favored. Yeah, for
1: sure, for sure. Well, we got the we got the or what's that? Green Bay, Pittsburgh. We got the numbers. Uh, we got that little grid, right? Let's see where that baby is. I think.
0: Uh, yeah, we had it here. I'll pull it up in just a second. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, all right. Um, here's the thing about Pittsburgh, and we talked about this on SOV AM yep. last week. Pittsburgh has won, and, and we actually have the numbers. Pittsburgh has won. Uh, a higher percentage of close games in the last, I guess, since 2019, that only the Kansas City Chiefs have more.
0: Steelers are three-point favorites over the Packers,
1: and it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. Ah, they're saying they're a little better. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I don't listen. I was going. I was looking under early. I mean, like February, because I just think they've been lucky, and I and, and I think this Tomlin. You know, making this finally going up where it is, uh, you know, eight and a half open was exactly at, you know, I mean, ties happen. Steelers had one against, Mm -hmm. I think, Detroit a couple years ago. But the idea of making it exactly a 50% was them saying, we don't really trust this. We don't think it matters. Well, the public spoke up and said, well, Tomlin wins at least nine games every year uh, in this new 17-game schedule. So bring it on. Now we're up to nine. Obviously a lot better at eight and a half.
0: They're favored in 10 games this year right now.
1: And and that's a way to look at it. I but mean, what he
3: said is true. Like the Steelers lose a lot when they're favored. That's like, true. Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: But you'd rather them be favored. Sure. Right? All right. Listen, I'm neutral on that one. Uh, I agree with you guys on the Bengals under. No crossfires yet. We got two more to go. Fez is back. By the way, as the A.J. and Scott's walking out, their over was over Browns. Over Browns. So now it's—and uh, that was Fez and, and McKenzie. So now what we have—and we've gone over the games, and we'll go over them one more time. We're halfway through. I haven't bucked anyone yet. Hmm. They went uh, over Steelers. Over Steelers was AJ's. Well, you can't over. buck that. I don't know. I was thinking—I mean, I, someone told me last year they were 28. And what was their under? No, you were saying they were 28th in the league. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's the most upset I got ever. I know. Steelers are never 28. Never. All right, now we are in the South. We got the Jags, 9.8, down from 10 earlier. Titans, 7.6, up from 7.4. Colts, 6.5, down from 6.8. Texans, 6.2, down or up, seven tenths of a game from 5.5. We got a double. Bat, a two-star, what do we got?
2: Houston, under the 6.2, you know, they opened five and a half. I don't understand all this optimism from the opener. I know it. the optimism has ceased. Well, how, how has it ceased? Uh, it went up to like 6.35, and now it's down to 6.2. So it's right, f- right. finally some
1: under money's coming. Guys goes to the hundreds when he wants to make his <laughs> point. That's
2: <laughs> true. 6.3 down to 6.2, but it's, it's all about the rookie quarterback. C.J. Stroud, I don't want to overreact. You hear this all the time. Don't overreact to preseason, RJ. I'm going to react mm-hmm. to back-to-back really bad games. I just don't think that he's ready at all. And here's a team, Houston, that won three games last year. So now they got to they double their wins to get to seven. They won three and a half to beat me, and I just can't understand how they're going to do it without any kind of quarterback play. No, the, the theory to that. is
1: the defense is really good, and
2: I don't disagree. Yeah, but I just you you win with offense, and frankly, I know preseason doesn't matter. But when you get beat twenty-eight to three, they they, they just got annihilated by Miami. That's a bad sign. That should not be happening with a rookie head coach and a team that did, only won three games last year. You should not be
1: getting curb stomped like that in the preseason. So McKenzie, uh, we had a question about this. Next time you're on break, can you take a look at how teams do with a new DC but the same head coach? Uh, and and specifically, you can give me the season win stuff, but also uh, if we can take a quick gander at uh, early in the year, you yep. know, just ATS. Um, so what was your take on this? Because uh, the Texans, like, I mean, this is one of the biggest moves. And really, there was no, I mean, unless I'm mistaken, there was no information other than them getting that third pick and having like a double, you know, mm-hmm. double helping in the first round, which doesn't... It should help them this year. Well, it should because it doesn't cost them anything this year. It costs them massively next year.
5: Right, and it motivates them to do well this year because they don't want to be trading away or have traded away. I agree, away.
1: but I also think there's another, as De Niro said in Heat... Remember Pacino, they were sitting there, he goes, if you're going to make some poor uh, woman a widow, I'm going to
5: take you down, brother. Not going to feel good about it. And hold on a sec. Yeah.
1: And, and uh, I don't think two people can do the same imitation, though. But then, but, but then De Niro just looks at him for like seven seconds. He goes, there's another side of that coin.
5: <laughs> All right. Uh, continue. I generally agree that rookie quarterbacks are not as or don't perform as well as the market expects. Since 2017, if you're starting a rookie quarterback, you're two five and one against your Vegas win total. You might say, "Why are you starting in 2017?" Good question. Well, I think our database goes goes back to two, 2016, mm-hmm. and that year, Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz both exceeded expectations as rookies.
4: Okay,
5: and I think we've seen this throughout the NFL. The, the premise is, let's just get these guys out there. Let's just see what they can do right but away. Dak
1: started game one. Right. So, if, so if, if, Carson you, wins.
5: if you include the whole database, then they're four, six, and one. And I well, think that's a better he? number. I think it's, but still four, six, and one. I ones. think that success in 2016 gave teams the idea, let's just put these guys out there. And that's why we've seen worse and worse performance from rookie quarterbacks and rookie quarterback-led teams. So and that's teams, actually, this, this could be a
2: good point. So fundamentally, teams are like, oh, it's okay to start a rookie right. quarterback. Look at the success these teams have. And so... Teams have become overly ambitious, optimistic about the rookie
1: quarterbacks. Yeah, but who? What? what I mean, other than Mahomes, what first rounder hasn't started? I mean, it's when's the last? Gordon Love,
5: late late first rounder. Okay, continue. Aaron Rodgers, late first rounder. I don't In even 2003? know. Two thousand
1: three. Yeah. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is it feels it feels like. I mean, even EJ Manuel, whatever, I mean, you know, guys, what was he with the Bills taking the uh, I
5: think 17th, I think. Yeah. I remember that for some reason.
1: I actually think it was 15th. Why don't you <laughs> look it up and see? Right. Um, <laughs> I agree in general, a rookie quarterback is not a good thing because the excitement, especially one taken so high. The excitement level. You're not gonna. You're not gonna believe the 16th. All right. The the excitement. Le- so, Price is Right rules. You lose. I lose. <laughs> it, the excitement level is such that I think that you know. Hey, listen. This is up seven tenths for a reason. Right. Is why would it be? It's it's certainly not the D lineman from Alabama mm-hmm. that's driving the whole seven tenths of a win. I think
2: you're right that there's optimism in
1: general about the defense. Yeah, but what's changed though? Meaning, what's changed is. <laughs> It feels like that's something we had the information on, right? Mm-hmm. Other than the you're the, right. The, so it does seem to me there's some irrational irrational exuberance, and I would make the case in Houston's preseason. It's not just Stroud doesn't look great. I think the playmakers look almost non-existent. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, it's a great point. And if you look at these numbers, I mean, they're shocking. Stroud first game, two
2: for four, thirteen yards. Throws four. Inter-
5: if,
1: he, if he was three out of
5: four, throws throws an interception
2: throws an interception so um three point three yards twenty so five play
5: interception rate that's not very good
2: yes quarterback rating seventeen and then the second game seven for twelve for sixty yards you know again you know two two duds in a row um, and he's 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 going to be their starter I mean it's just it, it 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 has the potential to be absolute disaster
1: and, and what I was going to say about the other side of the coin a la De Niro is if Houston starts the free fall. There is going to be a lot of uh, recrimination to go around because Good work. because they, they have traded that pick. So, to me, that could be dangerous. I mean, I wouldn't mind looking at Houston to be candid. Worst team? On a, like a worst team or an Man. alternative win total. I think they have a chance to go over two, but I think there's a long, fat tail at the bottom. They could win two or three games, yeah. and, you, no,
2: and no one would be surprised— You know, and we were looking at this division. We're trying to decide, well, who are we going to go over? Because we don't like these rookie quarterbacks. We don't like Indy at all because we're all, we're really worried about Richardson. Well, we got to choose between Jacksonville and Tennessee. And we weren't sure. Ultimately, we went with Tennessee. Just because of you know Tannehill being injured, no backup quarterback Back last year, year yep. last year, and because of that, obviously we're not thrilled with the idea we might lose our bet because Tannehill could get if Tennessee is like four and five and Tannehill gets benched and then they got to go with Levis or with Willis. We're They're prob- paying Tannehill a lot
1: of money. Yes, I, and, and and Vrabel is known to want to win games. I, there's all this talk about benching Tannehill. If you wanted to bench Tannehill, are you paying him? I think he has the biggest cap hit of any player in the NFL this year. I think. Take a look at that. I think you just don't – I don't think you bring him back. I don't know what it was if you were to cut him or whatever. But what I'm saying is if you bring him back, you're letting him play the year, I think, especially if you're variable, Mm -hmm. right? If you want to tank, why not just have a bad rookie quarterback play? So I have a good coach. I have a capable quarterback. I have a division
2: with two bad teams in it. Easily, Tennessee could be three and one against those
1: teams. It 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 sure questions a playmaker. Uh, No doubt,
5: Hopkins obviously older. Um, Tannehill's second highest cap hit thirty seven million. Who's first? Mahomes thirty
1: nine. Okay, and the the, if you think about it, Henry's going to get old at some point i mean it was 3 years ago faz you thought he had hit the wall so right i mean after the 370 carries mm-hmm. or or whatever that you know rule three. and he did finally get banged up you know yeah, well, so the injuries i mean yeah, i mean it I had, mean, had to what, be right one year <laughs> yeah injuries happen right I mean, he came back well he only came back for the well, no, that was the year before he got hit. Like, when he came back in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, so he wasn't hurt last year. What were his numbers last year? Well, I know his over-under was like 1,500 yards, mm-hmm. and you were laughing at it, and I think he got close. I think. Let's take a gander mm-hmm. at it. But, I mean, the reality is he's starting to go into uncharted territory for this era. 1,540 yards. Mm-hmm. Fifteen. Yeah, yeah, he's really slowing down. <laughs> I mean the guys he didn't have a quarterback half the year and they still won 7 games. So it's kind of like
2: everything went wrong last year
1: and they won 7 games well, last remember year. Remember now. They beat Green Bay badly on a Thursday night and their record at that point I think it was like 7 and 2 or something. I think
5: they almost beat the Chiefs, right? They lost oh, their hold last on, you're 7. You're changing my mind. No, they were 7 so, and 3 they lost their last 7 games of the season. Mm.
1: So I mean they were sitting at 7 and 3 at one point and so now the question is and I and I think this applies to a couple teams. Detroit, Tennessee, um Jacksonville. If you believe the second half of the year uh-huh. is the case, Detroit is an elite team, Jacksonville is an elite team, Tennessee is a horrible team. Right. Now by logic, it would seem the second half would be a lot
2: more important. Mm-hmm. But when I speak to people they're like, "No, it doesn't really seem to matter. It doesn't
1: they all kind of wait to wait the same going forward." Yeah. I agree with that um mostly I think there's narrow situations. I think with a rookie emerging or a player emerging from never having been good to good, like Trevor Lawrence, it's mm-hmm. more meaningful. That I agree with, right? You. Yeah. I think, and if a player is getting old, it can be meaningful. Or a quarterback change, just in general. I mean, you know, now what is it again?
2: If you had just had a quarter, a change of quarterback, like Brock Birdie takes oh, over, you oh, know, things yeah. like that, you know, that fundamentally. Well, the question is,
1: what's going to be next year? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think the 16 or 17 games is enough. I'm, it's enough, but I'm saying statistically, to even the whole season, I, I I believe you still hold priors even into the playoffs myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm kind of a, you know I'm conservative compared to you, Fez. I
5: right, that's one, interesting. One more stat, one more stat for you guys. They were the third most unlucky Who's team. They? The Tennessee Titans, the third most unlucky team in close games. They should have won eight and a half games, only won seven. I feel like it snowballed with the injuries. Had 23 players on the on the IR to end the season. It's just an aberration. Throw it out. Four variables four and one. here, the year from hell versus season win total. I trust the four years prior to be more of the standard.
1: All right. Well said. On to the next, the B team, we'll call. <laughs> hello. 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 All uh, right. Here we are. They're finally here. All right. We are in the South. Two-star, what do you got? We're going to go
3: with under on the Indianapolis Colts, under six and a half.
1: Ooh, no bet on the Colts from the other crew. Wow, I, that's case. surprising.
3: I think the Colts kind of sealed their fate as, for me as being an under team when they announced Anthony Richardson was going to start. Richardson, to me, was the, the least NFL-ready of the QBs taken early. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of learning on the fly. He, he played behind an elite offensive line at Florida last year. The Colts' offensive line even though they've got Quentin Nelson, who used to be really good, is far from elite. They already have the Jonathan Taylor drama. They don't have a real wide receiver one for him to lean on. I just think that he's set up to fail early on. Uh, he, may, I, I do think there's upside to him long term. I just oh, think this year it's, the it's most not. Most
1: athletic quarterback yeah, ever. It's right just not right
3: now.
0: But and, I think also what you've seen and what we saw last year with Anthony Richardson was he had an absolute – lights out game the first game of the year against Utah to the point where people were saying he should be in the Heisman race and then the rest of the season just all went downhill may maybe a tape got out on him on that game. Other people started figuring out how to play defense against him, and that's what happens in the NFL. I think there's going to be a big adjustment. Andy Richardson might show flashes this year of being absolutely dynamic, but I think for the most part, over the long haul of the season, it's not going to go well for him. I don't have faith in Shane Steichen as a rookie head coach of navigating this season and being successful. There's going to be a lot of... Is there
1: there something specifically about Steichen or you just in general don't like rookie head coaches?
0: I just don't like rookie head coaches that have, to me, guy got had a great season with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, and all of a sudden he's ready to be an NFL head coach? Well, we will find well, but out.
1: Wouldn't you make the case, if you had a running quarterback, that he's the best guy on earth right now to develop him? Well,
0: that's why they drafted him. I think it makes sense. I agree. Yeah. It, but I don't think in year one, we're going to see it come to fruition. But They're favored in only two I, games I guess this the,
1: year. I guess the question is, a six and a half... That means that they have to lose 11 games yes. for you guys to win this bet. Is, isn't it assumed? I mean, this is literally the Texans are a third of a game less, and the Raiders are a third of the game less. The Colts are at the very bottom of the mm-hmm. AFC. So this is, you know, to me, in fact, uh-oh, it's going to be my first crossfire. Oh, wow. And my, my thinking here is this. What were the Colts – expectations coming into the last year uh, uh, certainly the playoff favorite. The, well
3: the, yeah it was them and the titans
1: were looked no, at no, as no, the, they were the playoff favorite oh it i thought they were like co-favorites no no it wasn't even close actually that um i'm not sure if mckenzie has
5: that or not but no i the um start of season colts were minus 140 titans were plus 225
1: Okay, so I'm confused. Uh, it's exactly the numbers
5: I remember. Yeah, I mean, and just Scott's the totals were, were right. The Colts were close to ten if you with the juice, and the Titans were close to nine with the juice. You know, with this show, we
1: are stopping every you know five minutes for a minute. So Mackenzie jumped in and said, "Hey, RJ was right. In fact, I'll let you say it, Mackenzie." It, uh, RJ
5: was right, <laughs> but it
1: was a situation where one was close to 10, one was closer to nine, and the division was uh, Tennessee. Or I'm sorry, Indianapolis was the clear face. Yes. Um, my only reason to bring that up is what's changed. No, Jonathan Taylor. Well, do we know Rookie that? quarterback. Well, hold on. Do, I mean, what do you think the odds of Jonathan Taylor? You think he's going to pull Le'Veon Bell? No,
0: they they gave, they gave him permission. Do you permission. really
1: think there's any chance he's going to get traded?
0: Yes, I think in the next three weeks he's gone. And I think he ends up on the Dolphins, which so makes me worried about my Dolphins. Od-
1: what kind of odds would you give me?
0: I would say he—I would, I would lay minus 150. He's gone before week one.
1: All right. I think I'm going to make a bet on that. Is that fair? Yep. All right. Who, uh, Fez, what do you think of those odds? Take your time with it. Mackenzie. he's pushed it. It's the first time Fez ever spoke in the control room. Well, I wasn't listening. All right. But—
2: I would say that it's likely Jonathan Taylor is going to wind up on a new team. I'd say 55%.
1: Ooh, he made it minus 150. I said no. (laughs) Mm. At least
2: I wasn't off by 250 cents like the other (laughs) one.
1: So so, so let me ask you a question, though. What's your rationale on that?
2: Uh, Just the the talk radio the last 36 hours. Oh, oh, okay. It seems directionally it's moved from, oh, he's going to play for the Colts to, um well, the, what is talk whole, radio, agent, you know what is talk radio know? They're telling him you know, go find somebody new to play for, you know, and, and get but, a deal. But the
1: Colts are gonna demand a first round pick.
2: Then it's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, and then do you think let me ask you this. I think the trade would happen if he would play on the same contract and they said, "Hey, you know we'll talk to you next year." oh sure, but I don't think that's what he's going to accept.
0: No, right? he wants to find a team that'll give him an extension, yes,
1: so he had his worst year last year by far. I mean, it was a blow it was not even an average year, right? We can agree to that yes, and now he wants to get some the last person that got the he wants the Zeke Elliott deal well but the, but you have to give a first round pickup to get him. How's that going to happen?
3: I, we had this debate on SOVAM yesterday morning. Who did uh, you take? I'm on your side. I, I think it's it's more difficult to move him than that.
1: Okay. Well, I think they can move him. It's well, like- I think
3: it's more difficult to get what like they said they want a first or picks that uh, like yeah. or the equivalent of a first, mm-hmm. and then the number that Jonathan Taylor's been quoted at is twenty million dollars a year like that's a
1: but even if he wanted
3: like the, what, what
1: um Jacob's wanted
3: if he wanted what, f- the, the if he wanted multiple years of what the current uh, the cat or the um, franchise tag. franchise tag is. I think even that once you've given up a first round pick is a hard pill to swallow for. Especially a team.
1: he just had his worst year. He only yeah. had two good years. He's in his third year. They own him his fourth year. They got the fifth year um, option. Obviously, then they got a cat. They got a franchise. They got him for year four, year five, year six. They've only had him for three years. He's at the fifty percent mark of his commitment to the Colts. I, I can't even imagine they would give him. Who would give him a deal? Well, without- he doesn't
3: have a fifth year option because he was a second round pick.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So this
3: is the, he's going into the last year of his deal now.
1: Well, but obviously the franchise. Yeah, franchise but, but is a bit. Correction there. Um, maybe I'm right though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fez, what do you think now that we've talked this through?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean. The whole first round thing's ludicrous because with the first round pick, I can get somebody on a rookie deal that's every bit as good over the next three years. Well, maybe years is better what he is, because right?
1: again, he was not good last year, right? And maybe he got beat up a little bit. I don't know. I like the plus one hundred and fifty. I'll tell you that much. All right. What else? We On got? the other side,
3: the defense didn't create any pressure last year, and now they lose Stefan Gilmore out of the back end. Didn't really replace him. Uh, I, I think they're more vulnerable against the pass. And then wait a minute. Stephon
1: Gilmore, he went from Carolina to the Colts last year? I didn't I forgot that for some reason. And now he's in He's balanced. gone,
3: yeah. And then uh the they have to go to Baltimore, they have to go to Cincinnati. Uh, they have to the go Denver. to Atlanta. Every
1: team has tough games. Okay. Well, I mean, what's their strength? What do you have as their strength of schedule? Um, I think maybe at some point you should learn we like those composite numbers.
0: They're favored in three
3: games.
1: this nah, year. Nah, that's another way to look at it. right. Like now, you
3: said in that devi- they're tw- I think they're twenty first.
1: All right, my uh, composite has them 29th. ninth, So no, you know, so I don't think their schedule is the problem. Okay, right? Would you agree? Yeah. All right. Uh, personally, I like that this game. It's six and a half. It opened six point eight. I don't understand how the Colts could be looked at more poorly than they did right after the Super Bowl. Steichen was i think Steichen was rumored at that point, right? Because even mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. week of the Super Bowl, I think. Um, but I think it's—listen, you know, a—they there was a chance that, uh, Richardson could have went one. And, and apparently that's who they wanted all along, right? At least the owner did. So I think in hindsight, I think Richardson should have went one. Myself, meaning if you're picking a quarterback, one, can you pick a five eight guy, right? I don't think you can. Myself, I, I can't
3: pick a guy who played 13 games since high school.
1: Well, we're not talking about Trey Lance.
3: That's Anthony Richardson played oh. 13 games since he graduated high school.
1: Well, I, here here's where my mind turned around. They people believe with his running ability, and he's running more like Cam than he is like Lamar. That, you know, maybe that doesn't last a long time or, you know, 10 years. But this year, doesn't that raise the basement more than anything? The ability to run. Like, look at Justin Fields. He is running or throwing horribly last year. And he got MVP excitement. Right? So I do believe, and he's entering his third year. How many games did the Bears win last year? Three, was it? (laughs) No, well, see, that's interesting. I'll I let know. Anthony
0: Richardson run all over the place if it's going to make well, three wins.
1: If, yeah, but if, if, if you... I mean, the Bears had one... It goes back to my point about last year. This Colts team isn't much very different. Now, listen, the O-line had problems. Now, is this now the new normal, or was it an aberration? Mm-hmm. All right? I think it's probably 50-50, you know? So I think it's possible it's the new normal. But the, you would have made the case, other than quarterback the Colts were one of the six or seven best um, rosters entering last year because to be a win total as high as they had, almost 10, and them have such questions of quarterback with Matt Ryan being the selection.
3: I think most people thought Matt Ryan was an upgrade over
1: Carson Wentz. Well, I don't – I mean, the question the question was, what Matt Ryan were you getting? And, and like, he hadn't been really good for, like, three years. So, I don't know. Um Carson Wentz had a good year. That's the funny thing. It's it's now going to be revisionist history because he had one bad game or really bad game at the end. They lost to the Jags, right? To to miss the playoffs, yep. and and then he played bad in Washington. So I think it's a revisionist history. Pull up his stats. They're shockingly. I think it's like thirty five touchdowns and eight interceptions or something. It's like shocking what Wentz had, um, but apparently the owner again didn't, you know, didn't like him. Twenty-seven touchdowns, seven picks. Yeah, I mean that's a. More, I mean that's not bad. Yeah, so you know, and 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 Matt Ryan played what five games?
3: No, he played more than that. Twelve. He
1: yeah. played twelve.
3: Yeah. And then they still, like when Jeff Saturday came in, he started saying, "Ah, oh, Sam Ellinger's our quarterback now. Nick Foles what is our start quarterback." Started
1: saying he decided as the head. Well, coach. he did
3: as the head as the head coach that wasn't really a head coach. Well,
1: what do you mean? I mean, he had no idea what he was doing. Look up and um, – are you in a position to judge where Jeff Saturday knows about football?
3: No, but am I in a position to say that he sh- like he had no experience that led you to believe well, he could be an NFL head coach? Maybe that was the whole point, wasn't it? it was, and I think in hindsight
1: we can say, yeah, he wasn't a head coach. Like, was, where's he coaching this year? Well I- – I mean, where is Urban Meyer coaching this year?
3: He's not, because he's no longer—he's not an NFL head coach.
1: <laughs> let me, let, but he's—he's he's one of the best college head coaches of all he time, was. right? Well, do you think he lost that?
3: Uh, I think if Urban Meyer went to college now, I—I think—I I don't think he would have the success that he did.
1: Because what he—he he would go scheme by all the geniuses now. Uh, no, I—I th- I just think that
3: his—the charm is off of Urban Meyer. Like the recruiting back of Fox, I think it's harder for I think it's going to be harder for Urban Meyer to sit in moms and dads' living rooms now than it was fifteen years ago.
1: Yeah, but wouldn't it be harder to be like on Fox? It seems to be more about making people smile and like people saying, "Oh, I mean, I I was surprised they hired him back. They must." I I, was too.
0: Yeah. Well, the documentary just came out. I haven't watched it yet on the uh, that Florida Gators team. So we'll we'll see where Urban Meyer his Q rating is after people watch this.
3: I've already seen the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Yeah, didn't go well.
1: So, so he gets blamed for that, but Belichick doesn't.
3: No, I was just saying, like, of
1: of, of the story
3: of that team, Aaron Hernandez is like a. Oh, that's a.
1: Oh, well, but Tim Tebow was on that team, right? That's true. Mm-hmm.
3: I guess it evens out.
1: <laughs> is it one Hernandez against Tebow uh, in a trade? Like, yeah. yeah you know, well, it washes out. All right, so I went against you guys with the Colts. I believe that this is a team that was a top six or seven roster, or at least perceived. Now, they played poorly. I believe it was a sabotage job. I believe that they, didn't, they weren't going to do anything that year. They fired a coach. And somehow, some way, they, ta- they, they got a coach you are saying wasn't good enough to even coach. But somehow, no one thought he was tanking. Because he's so crazy that it was like, oh, that's crazy or say. <laughs> and it's like, huh, this is brilliant. They're losing a bunch of games. They're getting a potential franchise quarterback. And what did it cost them? Like, what was the cost? The rest of
3: Frank Reich's contract.
1: Yeah, but they, wanted, I mean, they didn't want Frank Reich oh, yeah. anyway. And, and I'm guessing now that – did he have one year left? I'm guessing now he's got another job. They don't have yeah. to pay – yeah. So, but doesn't that call into question any stats we look at from last year if we believe that's the case? Or even if we just believe it's Saturday's incompetence is the whole, hey, what do we do with last year? What was their fourth quarter wins? Maybe it doesn't apply with a team that maybe either had incompetence at head coach or active. I don't think Saturday was in on it. I think Ursay's like I'm playing 3D chess or something. All right, what's your over? The over is the Tennessee Titans.
3: Uh, and it's easy to forget that the Titans were seven and three last season because they lost their last seven games of the year. Uh they got a bunch of injuries, they collapsed and the three at the end of the year were, with a quarterback situation being what it was, being competitive in those games with Josh Dobbs. Think about this. If they would have won that Jacksonville game, if the, it, that was a game to get them into the playoffs. Josh Dobbs fumbles. They have the ball with under three minutes to go and a lead.
1: Yeah, they started 7-3, and three and they ended very poorly. They had a very competitive game against the Chiefs on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, they almost won that last game. By the way, Tennessee over was their one-star. Same with you guys. And um, their under was under Texans. Okay. So, that was cons- under consideration for us as well. Now, I'm going to do something a little different here. We'll hear the rest of your analysis quickly um, uh, on that pick with the uh, Titans. But I'm going to let you guys stay here for the fourth division. So every time now there's been an overlap – I'm guessing there isn't in... The West. If Ooh. you guys go first, so I'm calling an okay. audible. Okay. Do you want me? To, how about this? Do you want me to write our picks down? No, before we we're uh... just gonna. We're not gonna have any <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> but uh, finish up on the Titans. So I, I like
0: the offensive weapons. Uh, obviously, bringing DeAndre Hopkins is massive to their wide receiver room. I know Traylon Burke suffered the injury, but they're saying it's the best case scenario, so he's not going to be out for too long. But having Hopkins there gives Tannehill a legit weapon on the outside. There's a lot of people that are very high on the tight end on Kwanku and. And Tajay Spears at running back was one of the top running backs in the country last year for, at Tulane. And he really provides a compliment to Derrick Henry to the point where you still had 1500 yards to the point where they don't have to run Henry as much as they did or they have in the past where they can actually split carries and keep him healthy, mm-hmm. which is the most important part of this. Or not team. overworked. Yeah. So okay. having, having a legit running back in Tajay Spears along with Derek Henry does give Rabel in this offense flexibility to preserve Derek Henry for when they need him later in the season.
3: And, and we well talked about adjusted injury loss. Mm-hmm. The Titans on defense lost the most.
1: Yeah, of uh, throughout the year. Yeah. And it was op- especially bad in the second half. Yep. Yeah. I think if you looked at their uh, just people on IR or something, it was like a record.
0: Yeah, it was ridiculous. I, that was, we kept on picking against them last year. They, yeah. These guys were dropping like flies.
1: All right. So we have, so far, we have, and we'll do a recap here after. And what we'll do is have these guys just join and, and present, and then we'll have the, a quick round table at the end. We're going to the West. Let me read the lines. We got the Chiefs. Up a little bit, 11.7 wins, the most in the AFC. Chargers, exactly flat, 9.7 open, 9.7 now. Broncos, 8.5, exactly 8.5 was the open. The Raiders down more than any team in the AFC, down a full game, 7.2 to 6.2. Tom Brady's not walking through that door. Two star, what do you got? Denver Broncos? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, you go
0: ahead. Yeah, Denver Broncos under eight and a half. Ooh. And uh, I-, I just want to say this from right to start this. We expect Sean Payton to have an impact on the Denver Broncos team. Mm-hmm. But are we sure, or do we know for a fact, like, does Russell Wilson suck? Like, do we know that Russell Wilson's just going to bounce back because Sean Payton's his head coach? Maybe what we saw from Russell Wilson, and the reason why Seattle was willing to just say goodbye, is because he might be washed. He might not be the same guy. What we saw from Russell Wilson last year just might be who he is.
3: Mm-hmm. Now— And they've got to go from a five-win team to a nine-win team how to beat it, us. How did
1: it look during the preseason?
3: Well, I mean— it, I I I'll be honest. I haven't watched every snap. I haven't seen a whole lot of the preseason on the Broncos, but I would imagine that Sean Payton's doing a fine job in the preseason. All but right.
1: it's I'm going to go against you guys on this one.
3: Okay. Uh, listen, this is a a play to me. Uh, the The Broncos couldn't improve their roster this off season. They don't have any draft they capital. Couldn't
1: improve their. They spent like seventy they got, million dollars. They
3: got a couple offensive linemen. Yeah. Awesome. They had no draft picks. They had no draft capital because they traded it all for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Three first, three seconds they gave up for mm-hmm. those two guys. And we but don't they were, know. the
1: biggest spenders in the offseason. I mean, free agency isn't efficient spending typically, but it's. Uh, I would make the case that two fifths of the offensive line. Now, again, we can question McGlinchie because San Francisco people have a lot of different opinions about that. But um, the. Uh, They certainly upgraded the O-line. I mean, they got a very young, not as well-known guard from the Ravens. Um, Yeah. Ben Powers is his name. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure what your point is. You're saying that rookies that don't really contribute necessarily very much the first year anyway, they didn't have, like— a first-round pick but and a second-round pick, but what they got on the lineman was bigger than they could have gotten on two. And that's enough to get them from five wins to nine wins? Well, the question is, how many wins were they supposed to have last year? They had a historically bad coach. that, that It was a catastrophe, right? And you had a situation where if you look at the— uh Mackenzie, pull me up um Denver's fourth-quarter win share, please. I don't think he's hearing me. Mackenzie, fourth-quarter win share.
5: Denver. Jeremy. Yep. Fourth Th- quarter win share for Denver was. They were 2.2 games unlucky. That was worst in the league. All
1: right. So how many games should they have won? Seven point one.
5: Yep. Seven point two. Yep. Seven point two. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I mean, you know, they had a lot of close losses. The defense should still be exceptional, and you got a, a genius. Offensive mind, right? I'm not saying this is an easy. I, I think you guys. I mean, here's the question: If I would have told you last year that you could bet Denver, and and you didn't think it was the market, it was just someone was offering it to you. Denver over uh, eight and a half, which is saying an exactly 500 team. The next year, you would have made a monster bet on the over, oh, yes. right? And Now, what's what have we? What is fundamentally? We went from one of the worst coaches to one of the best, or maybe the worst. And we went with Russell Wilson, maybe showing his age, and I think probably showing his age. Mm -hmm. But these guys made a point on the Cleveland. They said Deshaun Watson maybe was thought to be a fifth or sixth best quarterback in the league. Maybe he's not that. But can he be the 12th or 14th? If Russell Wilson is the 14th best quarterback in the NFL, do you guys like your bet?
3: I'm fine with the bet if he's the fourth. If if he's a middle, like he's a a middle of the road average quarterback. Average
1: quarterback. quarterback, Yeah. An elite defense.
3: I don't think the defense is elite anymore. Getting rid of Bradley Chubb, getting rid of Von Miller, those things have started to add up.
1: Von Miller got was two years ago they got rid of. But
3: you think the the defense was elite last year? It was. It
1: maybe was the best defense in the NFL. I mean, it was elite, elite.
0: Take a look. I mean, they had the 6th worst pass rush grade in the NFL no, last year. No, no, no. Year. They were 11th in DVOA defensively. That's
1: that's not elite. I mean, look at their scores. The Denver Broncos had an elite defense. Now, um if you now here's what's interesting. And McKenzie, do me a favor on this one. Get the at one point the defense gave up on him remember there was like three games in a row yeah give me the DV or not the DV oh you can do that or give me the EPA on defense up to the the point where you know the 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 thing imploded right yeah the, at the, hi- end of the, year. the highest I think one of the highest paid defensive coordinators if not I don't think he's the highest but one of the highest is I he's got a funny name um at least to me uh the defense coordinator there went to Carolina but but you know now again I think that that um Denver has the the coaching ability to be fine, though that's a young up and comer. Gyro Ivero, Gyro Ivero, yeah. Giro yeah. Um, and Vance Joseph is now back with Denver's again. DC. He was at the Cardinals, right? So yeah. So I mean, one of the name defensive guys. I I personally think you're buying low here, and I think that I think maybe the whole thing s- swings on Denver's D. Because I'm gonna guess I'm gonna get a number back somewhere around four or five is what up until the last couple games. And you can say, well, you're cherry picking those no, games. No, that's fine. That's but, fair. Yeah,
3: I I do believe they quit on
0: that team.
1: Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. And second. I love if McKenzie I, gets I mean, it at
0: any point. You love Sertan. I mean, he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I also look back and of the
3: five wins they had last year, one was against Arizona. One was against the Texans. No,
1: I mean, we're telling you we should have they should have won seven point whatever game. So it's hard to go back and say they were the least lucky team in the league and say they won too many games. I mean, you know, the, the given is they should have won more games. Well, one of the games that
3: they did win was the last game of the season against the Chargers, where the Chargers had their second team defense on the field when they went ahead when they scored a go-ahead and touchdown because Chargers were clinched. <laughs>
1: Clinch for what? For for the, like the they'd AC? already clinched their playoff spot. you think they would have wanted to get a the win. The playoffs, you that's what they clinched. They, you think they might have wanted to get Except a Except they didn't. Maybe, they'd already lost Maybe my, that's they, why they were out of shape for the second half so. of that game. Maybe so. All right, so
5: what do we got, McKenzie? Through Week 13, they were the fourth-best defense. All right. So, yeah. Scott, you're starting to look side-eyed at just, AJ. Well, the
0: <laughs>
1: coordinator's gone. Now, that's an interesting question. All right. So I, I'm I'm feeling good. You guys got one more? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Chargers is over. Oh. <laughs> Grab your button. There. No,
0: I want to hear the case
1: first. I almost pushed. I want to hear the case. Right, the
0: wide receivers weren't healthy. Yeah, no. listen.
1: Uh, <laughs> they only had forty million in receivers.
3: Kellen Moore should be a great fit for Justin Herbert. All the complaints last year was Lombardi didn't know when to run the ball. He didn't want to throw the ball down the field. You're so not. Remember,
1: t- you're Lombardi not... was a Sean Payton guy. I know. And Sean Payton trusted him really strong. Like, who thinks they know? I'm not saying you even. All the Lombardi talk is is ludicrous to me. But go ahead. But Kellen Moore is going to be more willing to go down the field. Is what he's. Well, but here's the question: When has Herbert in the NFL ever gone down the field? He has not. So, has Lombardi been there every year? No, he's
3: not. He's been changing offenses. There's a head
1: year. coach now, I think, that had him one year, right? But
3: when, when you're changing Steichen. your offensive coordinator every year. Oh, so it's that. But you're saying it's an upgrade. I think it is
1: an upgrade. But isn't it a change? It is a change. By the way, speaking of a change, new head coach and new D.C. Since 2016, that's as long as our database goes back. 14-18-1 on the win total, minus .3 games. And the first four weeks, 45% against the spread. So, I think the case could be made. Uh, in, in that, which team was that we were looking at? The, this was a question that came up with you. It was a new D.C., and we were talking about the um, how quickly the transition would happen. The- oh, the Dolphins. Dolphins. We were talking about the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins and Fangio. So, a slight negative. Yeah, there you go. But... Go ahead. Thank you for that. (laughs) Uh, You wanted it to be. You were saying it was negative. Yeah,
3: yeah. But I I appreciate you bringing that back up. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, But but, now you're going to make the case it doesn't matter on offense.
3: Well, no, I'm not making it. I mean, I I do think that it it could be a hindrance. But I do think going downfield is going to certainly help uh, the Chargers more than – they've got to go down the field more than they did last year. That's why they made the change. On top of that – You know, Scott already has uh, pointed out. The receivers were not healthy last season. This team in general wasn't healthy last season. The left tackle played three games. Rashawn Slater, Joey Bosa missed most of the season on IR. JC Jackson missed most of the season on IR. 11 games. If the Chargers catch some injury luck, they can easily win 10 games. All we got to do is win how
0: many games they won last year. When healthy, they're a top 10 roster in the NFL. And I don't even think it's debatable. They might even be top eight roster in the NFL. Uh, you look at just, just the skill position players, but on defense. How loaded are they on defense? Real quick,
1: Mackenzie, can you give me uh, the Chargers um, since 16 every year? Just their aggregate win totals? Yep. Go ahead. So,
0: Bosa, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, Derwin James Jr., Asante you know, Samuel if this was Jr. 2019 or
1: 2018, that'd be a hell of a team. Now, Jackson, Bill Belichick said, thank you, son, we don't need any more from you. And they paid a, a King's Ransom and he wasn't playing well before he got hurt, so I'm not sure how much we're going to exalt Jackson right now, right? Sure. And and Khalil Mack, he's seen better days. Still, I agree with that. Yeah. But I think when you're putting him across from Bosa, like how how much if, does Bosa play? Well, he missed. That's why right, he missed all the last season. He misses most seasons, right? Yeah. And so does. The, um, their safety, right? Darwin James. Yeah, he plays like three or four games a year, easy.
3: Well, again, like if we're just going to and that, they'll win those. If, three if they're going to lose games. all those games that they're hurt, then yeah, we're probably this what, is a bad what, bet.
1: What was the Cardinals on the games lost thing? Can you make that? The better? Chargers. You mean? can't think I can read that, right? I just want to see the, the the net result. Right, and you guys, come on in. I'm going to let them stay here. Let's keep this going.
0: Right now, Chargers are favored in 12 games this year, and of the games that they're underdogs in. They're plus one at Denver, plus two at home to KC, plus one at home to Buffalo, plus two at the Jets.
1: We're going through the wins. I'm I'm just looking at
0: at the spreads. So they're favored in 12 games, and the games that they're dogs, they're no more than a two-point
1: dog. Okay, so Chargers since 2016, seven years, two times over, five times under. Under by about seven tenths of a game. The Chargers are renowned that they're the someone. they disappointment every year. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I mean, the defense—they do seem to get injured every year too. Apparently, they're cheap and they don't pay enough to the trainers enough. I don't know. Um, I don't think I'm going to bet the over. You know, I was thinking about it. I made a big mistake. I should have took Herbs. And then I could, it would have been a free, talk about a free roll, right? Because if Herb went, well, I just But you didn't want him. You said, like, you actively didn't want him. Yeah, but then when I heard that scouting report, I didn't want him. So, okay, fair enough. All right, so you guys go to your normal seats, and we'll just finish this baby up. But amazingly, amazingly, no overlap. No overlap. No crossfires, you mean. No, 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 no. Oh. No double likes. There was a double like in every... You guys had the same pick as these guys in the first three when you guys went second. And I predicted somehow... Yeah, I McKenna, mean, you'll just do it from that your... That sounds accusatory. Oh, it is. But That's did absurd. You, but did you, see, did you see that I... Did I do it in real time? You did. All right. And somehow it didn't happen. It's, I guess it's... Yeah.
2: <laughs> did you see that, Fez? Well, there's at least a... One in sixteen type of chance there could be no matches or whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. So we got there those guys in the West. Uh, what do you got, Fez? Two star. Best bet Kansas City under eleven point
2: seven. You know what? I got to give Mackenzie all the credit for this because I told him, you know, I like KC under, and at some point. Just not having any skill position players left is going to be a big problem with Kelsey getting older and a bunch of wide receiver threes with God at quarterback. But I think McKenzie trumped me. I gotta tell you this, I think this is some of the best research. And I know RJ, you told him to do it. So well, I don't know if I told him whole pregame ahead. research. Go ahead. But um and I'm summarizing for him. So the O-line is the factor that the markets just never pay enough attention to, the the lack of continuity to an O-line. So it turns out if you have a top half O line and you lose three starters, or you lose two starters, but one of those two starters is elite, defined to be one of the top 32 linemen, or you lose your center. So you lose two guys and one of them's a key cog. You just fall off the cliff season win wise. This, this, these numbers are incredible. Two and 24 betting these teams under to the tune of minus 2.3 wins versus expected in the season win market, and Kansas City qualifies because they lost two starters on the O-line, including their left tackle four-time Pro Bowl,
1: Orlando Brown, who went to the Bengals. So, Mackenzie, how, how would you characterize
5: the way that, that um, we came up with that? It was pretty awesome and pretty natural. Every year, we looked at you know some of these trends, and we kept honing it, and you had the great idea last year, like, let's just eliminate the bad O-lines, because they want turnover. They want to, you know, shake up the snow globe. So mm-hmm. last year, that's what we did. We took out all the bad O-lines. If you're 17th or worse by a PFF blocking grade, we just looked at the best O-lines, and it's shocking. Last year, it was Tampa Bay and the Rams. They went combined eight and a half games worse than Vegas expected. And you just go down the year, year after year, this So the trend way the, the
1: two-starter qualified was because of how good – Or Uh, the tackle was it went to the Bengals.
5: Orlando Brown was thirtieth of all linemen in PFF. We cut it off at top thirty-two guys, one per team. Best guy in your team on average. Two and twenty-four. Wow. Okay.
2: This is some. I think this might be the best research you've you've done on anything. I mean, it's
1: just. Oh yeah. I mean, it was a collaborative effort for sure. Um, What's Andy Reid's record in Kansas City on the win totals? One sec. A little hand fez, he's never, I don't think he's ever gone under. I like it even better. Oh, you you, you don't think there's any an elite coach that goes over every year? You think you, that makes you happy? You yeah, say, I want to fade that.
2: And, and he's Andy, due. you know, it's interesting. Is you, you actually said, you know, Andy Reid's starting to look a little bit like. Like, where well, like, are you know, long and toothed? We've done those studies about these Hall of Fame coaches. I think Andy Reid's 63, so he's once they go past 60.
1: Yeah, see, I disagree you worry. with Andy Reid just because they, he's such a grinder. And I think that he dropped off in that Patriot or um, that Buck Super Bowl because his son, yeah, let's that just say I'm speculating, situation. but it seems like a distraction. Would have been warranted. Oh, I guess he went under by half game last year. So, so oh, or two years ago. So, w- w- so how many years? We're going back
5: to 13 here,
1: right? Yeah, his so, first
5: year with KC. He's nine and one to the over. He usually goes over by two wins per season.
1: So, how many aggregate wins has he gone over in 10 years? 20 and a half. So, two games a year as he goes. And what was the average win total?
5: Oh, my God. Well, I guess the first couple years it was kind of low. 9.7. <laughs> And that's with a 16-game so schedule. Wait, what it, so, what is, so what is he
2: averaged in, in wins then per year? 11.7. Like 11. 11. 11. Okay, so think about this. I know there's another half game. But remember now, remember,
1: you, if you take away year one and two when it, the win total was below 500, or even just do, since Mahomes started. Yeah, since Mahomes is good. All right. 12.8. 12. 12.8 12. Right, so, is so, his actual wins. And what was the win total? 11.7. 10.7.
2: Oh, he's dealt 10.7, and now it's 11.7. So I, I make the case that you know the, I, I mean, it, this is clear. Somehow
1: this is gonna be. You, you want to bet against Andy Reid?
2: <laughs> well, if, if Andy Reid is winning 12.7 games, and I can take off take off 2.3 wins from the for the O line, yes, I want to bet against Andy Reid. He can be do a great job coaching, and Casey can win 10 games. And Here, we cash.
1: Here's the thing. I mean, it's my trend, or Mackenzie and I's trend. But I'm not sure it applies here. And that's the thing about doing long-term trends. You can't look and, and, and judge every game. But what we're effectively saying is you had a really good O-line and you lost such a big piece of it, either by by number or by a little lesser number but importance, that there's no way you could have um, reloaded. Yes. It feels like you could make the case Kansas City has a better O-line this year. Like, that's the speculation. If mm. you look at the preseason— um, like unit rankings, KC's a top five line. They 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 let Brown go and 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 Brown signed at a discount in Cincinnati. I well, he mean, got sixty four mil for four years, so he got he got a big contract. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he wanted top you know five. I mean, well, well that's interesting. So, McKenzie, take a quick look at um, Brown's number. Average number and against, uh, or just look at this year's number. I guess if it's Mm. if it's commensurate, and um, look at the uh, you know AJ had trouble with it now. Oh, the franchise number this year. Mm. I think he's well below the franchise number. Is my guess?
3: PFF projects the Chiefs the third best offensive line this season.
1: So I know you could say, well, there might have been those situations in your past twenty some games. Was there? I don't know. So it's one of those things. I'm not going to dismiss it totally, but this doesn't feel like the perfect spot for it. Franchise
5: I, tag for tackles, 18 million. Brown is at 16 million per year. Yeah, so he's like like the eighth. You know, that's probably eighth or ninth, right?
1: He's the 17th highest paid
0: tackle in the NFL.
5: That's
1: a bargain, right? So I mean, I'm just saying, is the market didn't want him left and right?
5: So it's about eighth. Yeah.
1: yeah. How, how old is he? Uh, i mean 7th year maybe cuz he was at or oh, maybe 6 cuz he was at um the ravens all right so it'll He's be 27 so it'll be yeah. in this prime the whole contract yeah yeah, yeah. and well you, you know so all i'm saying is is i love the trend this is a time i'm not sure it applies but i respect it
2: you know and and also i'm looking at these wide receivers and i'm like i understand mahomes is so good but at some point i mean but we're looking at all these other teams that potentially were going to fall off because they lost their number one wide receivers. But Mahomes can lose all of them,
5: you know. Yeah. And, and last year it went from eleven and a half two years ago to ten and a half, and now still no top receiver. What, it's what, back what? to eleven and a half. Do you think they might have um,
1: answered the questions? Well, yeah. they won fourteen
2: games, so yeah.
1: Okay, that's why it's not magic that it's gone. I mean, could you imagine what kind of betting this win total would have gotten if they opened it up at a, a 10.7?
2: Yeah, it is interesting how they did, but they did last year. And you're like you said, the expectation was they would fall off Harry and they Hill didn't at might all. might have been
1: the most valuable receiver during those In fact, I think he was probably during those years. In Kansas City with Mahomes of any in the league, you take get rid of him. This was a rebuilding year this mm-hmm. just past year, and they still won. And he had a high ankle sprain. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, he's special. What's the Chris Jones situation? Is he signed? Is he is he still doing the hold in or whatever?
2: I don't think there's been a change. To me,
1: the, yep. that's the issue. He mm-hmm. is instrumental yeah. on that team. On defense, obviously, and I also think this, and people have said this, you got maybe the best tight end of all time, but he's about as old as Gronk. Gronk's been retired three times. He's, I think, he's
2: older. He's thirty three. Is he thirty three? Is he? He's and older than Gronk. Gronk. Yeah, I mean, it's Gronk's thirty
1: two. I mean, how many? I don't know. Gronk's thirty four. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like I said, almost as old as Gronk, but, <laughs> but, but. The wall's
2: coming, and Gronk played only like two thirds of the games, and, and, and yeah. Kelsey doesn't miss any games.
1: He just. But keeps... the real question is: typically, when do tight ends drop off? What is yeah. the aging curve? And it's it's before now, and
2: and he's got a, a ton of, of tread on the tires, you know, with all those playoff but games. But he probably played as games. well
1: in the playoffs last year, or sure. the, the second half as he has ever. So if I think there's an X factor with Kelsey, it can only go down. It can't mm-hmm. go up. Um, I don't think you can worry about the receivers because they did it. The whole two high was built to stop Kansas City, right? It mm-hmm. really, pretty much. At least it became more popular post for Fangio and what he did against the Rams um, and Goff. But I'll tell you this: he played against it better than anyone last year. I mean, if you, or right up there, if not better than anyone. He's so the master, they, and Reed's good at this they too. Take everything what they at him, take, what they, they give took him. Away right? his best receiver. And he, had one of the, he won the MVP. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the receivers are the issue. Well, it's not going to get better. He doesn't have to. But they mean, won 14 games. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't love the—you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think this—here's the thing I'm hearing people say. There's a chance—because if you look, Kansas City's special teams and defense, if you compare it to other great quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, who supposedly didn't have great D's a lot of time, mm-hmm. Brady— It's not even uh, San Francisco with Montana. There was a study recently done on this. I think they went all the way back to Aikman with the Cowboys. And Montana with the 49ers. And Young with the 49ers. By far the worst defensive special teams of any of these elite quarterbacks has been KC during this era. And they think it's maybe a top 10 D this year is what they're saying. Mm. So, again, Jones is a question. Mm -hmm. I think that they that the offense may drop off if Kelsey shows his age. I think this D might be elite, you know. Like, um, you know, I keep hearing people talk about projected units. Does anyone have a site they they like to say? No, you were saying I just P- use,
0: I use PFF. So yeah. what's
1: PFF got just for defense? I'll look it up. You know, but again, I think that the D we got have them
0: overall is the fourth rated roster.
1: Fourth rated. Does that count quarterback or outside of quarterback?
0: That's everybody. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now. um.
0: That's just He's total loss. Eagles are the best roster. Forty Nine ers are the second best well, roster. Well,
1: then I, I I bet if you dig in there, they're saying they're not looking. They're either not waiting the quarterback, or because that's an interesting question. Do you make the quarterback worth what is he worth? Ten times as much as the next player, or, or six times? As, well, let's think. A great non quarterback's worth one point, and, and a great, great quarterback's, quarterback's worth eight. Worth nine. Yeah, 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 it's eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. so. If they're, if they're waiting the quarterback, I don't think that's possible. If they're taking every player's worth one player, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, I would assume that they're not waiting the quarterback. I think they're just, t- yeah. just overall looking at the roster.
1: Okay. Yeah. So did you find They don't do it
3: by d- offense and defense. They do it by unit. So, like, their, their uh, so, defensive line is 14th. I'm uh-huh. looking up linebacker
1: right now. Anything else? That's it. Mackenzie, anything else on uh, the Chiefs? All right, the, the last pick. Let's see. It might be a crossover. Let's hope not.
2: Contrarian. It's not a crossover. It ah. is an over. Of course, Las Vegas Raiders over. We are Ooh, fading. You're, you're, the biggest line move in this division, they were open 7.2. They've gone down to 6.2. You know what? I'm going to say bullshit here. This is like, this doesn't make sense to me. So the Raiders are lined the same as the Houston Texans. The the, the dumpster diving Houston Texans. The Raiders have a good offense. The Raiders have a bad defense. The to to to, to price them like they had to have two bad units makes no sense to me. And I think you brought up the great point. What's the Raiders' biggest scenario where they win four games? Jimmy G gets hurt week five. They don't have a backup quarterback. Well, Connell's played great in the preseason. So
1: how do you look in game two? I didn't see so solid,
2: solid. Ten
1: the, yards per
5: throw, no mistakes. The whole
2: the whole team.
1: So d- d- maybe he's getting coached up.
3: Maybe it happens sometimes. No, you're a skeptic. I w- uh, yeah, but he, I was expecting him to
2: look terrible in game two,
3: and he, he impressed me.
2: And I don't want to overreact again to preseason, but I do think you can't just like completely ignore it. And by the way, the marketplace does completely ignore it. You've seen almost no movement in all these seasonal win but numbers. You were
1: scoffing at me when I said it last week.
2: Yeah, you remember? I remember, and mm-hmm. I, and then, and then you made your case about it, and I was like, I was like, you know, that's. Pretty about the sharp. backup quarterback. I, I even said that was like, I don't know. I don't think I'd made it dream worthy. But the more the more I look at this, it's like, well, what have the Raiders it's been— It's
1: driving your pick, It's What have like. they been
2: lined at in prior years? You know, they've been mm-hmm. lined like, you know, seven and a half, eight eight-win team. We've been like, we like them under. And now they're at 6.2. Give me a break. The Raiders won six. They were terrible last year. No, they won the six The running games. back situation. Josh Jacobs. I he's think it's going to play. He's expected play. to report. Yeah. Okay. By will by he get traded?
5: <laughs> no, that's <laughs> just this week he's expected to, to be on the team. You'd
1: say,
2: yeah. what, 85% that he'll be there opening day, mm-hmm. Scott? Some, some, I something more now. How yeah, is more he? that, yeah.
1: Oh, maybe opening day, maybe they'll miss one game I'm check. Trying, I'm
2: trying to be a little cautious with All these high percentages after the expensive mistake I made with the Niners last
1: week. <sighs> You worried about the coach? Hasn't had any, I mean, like, this guy's failed and failed again. I mean, it's, I'd much rather have Josh McDaniels than completely
2: than someone who hasn't coached before. And like you, know? you always say, like you said, Sean Payton trusted this guy. Bill
1: Belichick trusted Josh McDaniels As an OC. Mm. Well, Lombardi was like an OC type, right? I, I don't want Lombardi head coaching or anything. You, you know,
2: it's interesting, too, the chemistry just seems to be – it's like the Raiders have had this dark cloud over them with tragedy and, and the whole rugs thing. And this is like the first time, you know, the Gruden disaster. It seems like this is the first time that the whole franchise is like – Like embracing the coming football season.
1: You were here on SOV National or or Fox when I said, Hey, this is a genius move by the Raiders getting Gruden because they have one goal bridge themselves to Vegas. It wasn't a disaster. They got to Vegas. Now, obviously, it was unfortunate what happened. And financially, it's been a huge success. For sure. And here's the thing about Gruden he was brought in to install the offense in New Orleans. Um, you know, with um, uh, oh my gosh, uh, a car car, yeah. So, if if he was persona non grata, would he be brought in and and you know, in the light of day? Uh, it does seem like there's been a and he's su- he's a, the aggressor in the lawsuit. Mm. So, I don't, you know, I don't know. I really typically don't believe just having been around college sports, and this has been since I really was around it, it's been seven, eight, maybe even almost 10 years. There's such an African-American culture in football that if you really didn't like—if you were a a, stone cold—I'm not saying Gruden didn't say something that was inappropriate. I just don't—a lot of people liked Gruden. I mean, remember, he was at ESPN. I just don't think you could hide a racist like that, right? So, I mean, I think, again, it was probably justified—you know, I think it was justified he got fired. It it was an unfortunate phrase. Um, (sighs) I— Yeah. Well, it's a whole other conversation, but it does seem interesting. I mean, think about how high that guy was riding and it was in an email. And who was it to? I can't. Bruce
5: Allen. Okay. So the guy that Lombardi does. No commanders.
1: Okay. So the, yeah. So Mackenzie, I mean, obviously, you know, you speak for the millennials, you speak for people of color here. I mean, how, like, would you
5: root for a team that had Gruden as a coach? Yeah. I mean, he uh, was the first employer of my cousin Kyle. I have no personal animus towards Gruden, but I separate uh, racist actions that should be reprimanded versus the binary of someone's racist or not. I don't, I don't believe in no, that's a good putting point. people into those buckets. Well, you you do believe you, you're saying you don't want to force them into buckets.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. OK. Um, yeah it's an interesting point right is 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 wasn't cow the playmaker or the play caller the control guy yeah yeah and, and, and that Gruden had the most complex offense at the time and it was the most uh expansive maybe voluminous yeah okay, interesting conversation i I just from what I hear and these are whispers and and maybe you guys have heard is Goodell hates Gruden hmm. And there was supposedly, like, what, were there 2 million emails? Did I hear that right? No, only
5: 600,000, I
1: think. 600,000 emails were in the Washington system they reviewed, and only one got released. Hmm. So I got to think there was a few other things objectionable in in the 600,000
2: emails. I'm glad you're not reading all my emails I've ever sent.
1: Yes. (laughs) I mean, I think most people—I mean, I think we found out with the hacks or whatever— You know, it's so, it's funny. I'll be honest with you in any business. I mean, personal emails, you know? Yeah. I've never sent a business email that I would have a problem with it being shown now. I might have been in a position where I was critiquing a, a, an employee and 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 I was being harsh but eventually they heard it, it but it was nothing I've never said anything because I always assumed they would get to of Well at that's what point. they
2: say. Right before you hit send assume it's going to the entire company. Yeah right?
1: and, and and I mean but I've been thinking like that since 1997.
2: Yeah. So uh, <laughs> they, maybe, they they used to tell us that at um, when I was when I was working in corporate America.
1: And let's be honest if that that dead spin thing would have went a lot worse if I didn't think like that. Sure when I had a you know one year investigation and they they couldn't come up with anything, um, what do you think of this Raiders situation? I think it's I'm more bullish on the
3: Raiders than I was. You want to change your the pick preseason. now that you've heard it? No, okay. I, I I'm still happy with the Chargers.
2: But I uh, a big part of this is the preseason. The two everything has gone as good as it could go,
3: right? Yeah, and maybe I'm getting I'm getting suckered in. But Jimmy Garoppolo looks better than I thought, and Aiden O'Connell is the backup. Like I. Would have thought that they've got a bad backup situation, and now I I don't think that they do. Yeah, that's a big. I was, yeah. All right. So let's. By the uh, way, the Chiefs were fourth in linebackers and eighth in uh, secondary. So two top tens and a
1: fourteen. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. So. Why don't we go through now, and we'll have each, uh, A.J., you read. If, if you, uh, whoever you think is ready, Fez, you'll read. So let's do the East. Fez, you guys go first. AFC East,
2: Buffalo, two units under. Jets, one unit. Oh, no, co- Correction, no, no. correction, correction, yeah, correction. Yeah, yeah. Jets, two units over. The over was the best bet. Buffalo, one unit under. I'm sorry about that. Let's see if there's any crossover. Uh, dolphins, under two units. And Jets, over one unit. Okay. Continue. North. Let's go to the north. We're going Cincinnati Bengals under two units, Cleveland Browns over one unit. All right, let's see. Bengals under two units, Steelers (laughs) over one unit. Okay, now
1: it couldn't happen three in a row, could it? We'll see. Fez? All right, AFC West will go No, 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 no. We want to go to the south. Oh, (laughs) Just like, going the order the, of the schedule or the standings.
2: The, the, it's striking midnight for poor Fez here. So AFC South are going to go the Houston Texans under for two units and Tennessee over one unit.
3: We went Colts under two units, All right. Titans over one unit. Okay, now three for this, three. At this point, I did the switcheroo. <laughs> yeah. So you read first. Uh, uh, we did the <laughs> two units under on the Broncos, one unit over
2: on the Chargers. Okay, now this should continue. Kansas City under for two units, Las Vegas over for one unit. What, huh?
1: what happened?
0: Just four
3: different
5: teams. <laughs> it's
0: just a coincidence that they were listening.
5: Uh, we were I, listening to you before. I didn't think you were, but I knew.
1: I somehow knew if I did that, it would go. I down. told you I'd write my picks. Down. I, I wrote my picks down before we started. I was like, but, but yeah, because, well, no, you wrote those two picks down. And right. didn't match. So what did you show? Oh, well, you're right. <laughs> and, and how much are these guys going to have to pay us again? Uh, so,
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're only going to pay RJ. Don't be, worry. Uh,
1: okay, so I I went against you. What two different ones? Right. I went. They went Colts under. I went Colts over. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting a discount right there. And you went Broncos over. Bron Fez. Uh, the more I look at, it, the more I like that Broncos over.
2: You, you, you think Wilson's? Not, did, did, I think Wilson's going to be a good D- as Deshaun
1: Watson. Th-
2: th- Oh, well Deshaun Watson can still run. I mean but what Wilson I'm saying can't...
1: is I think Watson could be fourteenth, fifteenth. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, um Russell. Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. I think
2: Watson's better than Wilson.
1: Okay, way. but what I'm saying, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Is if Russell Wilson is the fourteenth best quarterback, what how many games does Denver win? With Sean Payton and in a top five D? Oh, they win ten games. So what's the I mean, don't you think it's at least fifty percent that he's gonna be an average quarterback? Yes. Yeah, it almost feels this is one we're going to look back on and and say it's you're scared to because it was such a disaster last year. But you've got a guy coming in that's not only skilled, he's taken an aggressive approach. The Colts, I'm not surprised that you went against us on. This one
3: surprises me because I haven't heard you say a positive thing about Russell Wilson in like yeah, you, you the two out best full years I've been working here. Well, that's yards.
1: because he he's like saying he shouldn't be the MVP. I mean I think he might I think he might get benched even yeah. and still this goes yeah. over. Mm-hmm. Because remember, they paid a lot of money for Jared Stidham. Stidham looked great at the, remember, Belichick thought he could there's the stat
2: if they just scored twenty one points. Yeah. That's the Jets. Oh, if that was. No, the but they had,
1: I think there was one, if they had scored one more touchdown in oh, a yeah, game yeah, or something. Yeah. 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 Um, Raiders are tied with the Texans as the worst team in the AFC at 6.2. See, who would you bet? Raiders, Texans, neutral
2: site? I mean, if it was Pickham, I would bet big on the Raiders. I would too.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But remember, the Raiders' injury risk is a big part of theirs because we don't know about the quarterback. Yeah. I think there's been an upgrade. All right, boys, here's what I'm going to do. I trust you guys. So I'm going to wrap this show up, and I'm going to let you guys take the second one. All right.
2: All Animal right? House. You screwed up. You trusted us. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Um, any closing thoughts? Now, remember, it's going to be 1000 per team for both the AFC and the NFC. We got two fades here. Now, w- did you want to fade any of their stuff? So we're we going to win 1000 or 500 It's It's a combined $1,000. So we only win the $500. Aww. What do you Ooh. mean you only win? No, combined is in you two as team members. Oh, okay, there's going to be two thousand yes. in the pot. two thousand in the pot. Five hundred per person with you four. Does
0: that make yeah, sense? So you only win five hundred each. Each. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, win
1: yeah, five hundred yeah. each.
0: Okay. Yeah, being right. greedy, Fez.
2: It's like yeah. a it's like a
1: jumbo bat for this. You know, You know what we should probably go- do? We should all
2: go to Barry's and celebrate you when know, these guys pay. Barry's, what is that? That's the um, restaurant. And Scott, you've been there, right? It's the Steakhouse in Georgia. All right,
1: so oh, is that is basement, okay. right? The Boy, Barry's doesn't sound like a great place. It is. There's a no, pizza shop like it. two bucks from
5: me. Not a great place. Not <laughs> a great place.
1: <laughs> well, you, I mean, you know, as a as an owner of a chain. <laughs> all right, so. um... I think we should consider maybe going 500 for the AFC, five for the NFC. I don't know. Next week we can decide for sure. Uh, All right. So same thing next week? Fez, you're not going against one of their picks. No. But I think the crossfire stay open to next week. Meaning if you want to go again, yeah, let's, you know, why not? Like, you can study and yeah, study. An injury yeah. could
0: happen, and we
2: want to crossfire.
1: Oh, no, that's an injury. We'll, we'll do point. the new
2: market number. <laughs> if, if something happens, we, if we're not crossfiring now, we got to use the market number next week. If we, yeah,
1: That's a fair point. I, then that would handle it, yeah. right? Sure, sure. All right. All right, Fez, take us out. Hey, hey, be careful out there. And remember, there's another episode, Who Needs R.J.? <laughs>